Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking at Billy Bones. A Paolo Gigano. West Ham United. We celebrate Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Radio. <laughs> Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking and Billy Bones. A Paolo Dicano. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Proud of our history. West Ham United. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Brady out. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking and Billy Bones. A Paolo Dicano. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Proud of our history. West Ham United, more than just a podcast, more than just a podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Listen, we're going to be here all night. Are you not Brady out anymore, Shawnee Warney? Sean. Come on, crack on, on with the with show. Him. Podcast. <sighs> yeah, I'll get oh. on with it. It is season 10. <laughs> it is episode 14. And uh, we're back with uh, three presenters this evening. We've got uh, Nigel. Where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my living room. Oh, I loaded the Shedman. It's playing. It's cold, isn't it? It's, it's, oh. Yeah, I'd... I'd yeah, I've got... Shit, man. 
right now. Well, um, yeah. I can't. Um, so, and and with us tonight, uh, it's Town Lynn. Yeah, it has flustered me. It's Town Lynn. Where are you? What are you doing? Anybody? I'm in the living room doing a puck. Oh, it's a living room. It's a living room special. No, John, uh, he's he's got house problems. No, George, he's out tonight. Um, so it's just the three of us. So it's a four and a half hour special. Um, and we've got we've got a little football game to discuss. We're, we're on a roll. Do you remember what I said last week? It's a start something special. For the last two weeks, we can beat or draw anyone on their day. And um, didn't we prove it with Man City? Yeah, we did. Nigel, discuss. Yep. Yeah, we've done very well. Better than I thought we'd do, to be fair. Um, even going one new up too early. Uh, not that too I'd... early? Can you go up too early? I said so early. Oh, so early. Okay. Um, I tried a little thing, because obviously the, the one kickoff throughout the old weekend I can't make the start of is the 12.30 kickoff. Could you it's sell him pies? And the pie master. The pie man. So... I sort of set up my laptop, plugged it into my telly, watched the, the the Joe Cole bit at the beginning. He did, he was good, Joe Cole, on the, on the um, BT Sport. Go round the market, I paused it. Let's see if it works. Come back an hour later, nah, it don't work. Can't pause the live stream and press play again. Not for an hour. Um, so it meant I got to just watch the second half. Obviously, oh. I've seen the first half highlights as such. A fantastic goal by Antonio. Uh, great cross from Kufau, I believe it was. It was. It was an assist by Kufau. Yeah. All right. And um, Kufau, you've made me say Kufau. I know. I'm Actually, Slava Prague have confirmed today it's Sufau. They've actually okay. told Florida Hammer on Twitter who asked, it is Suchek. So, is Suchek not Suchek then? Susek. He's Sochek. Sochek. So they've also confirmed he's Sochek. He's Sochek. So, Suchek is not Susek then? No, he's Sochek. Hold up. Caesar S's. No, I'm just telling you what Slava Prague say. from the Czech Republic. What do they know? They can't speak English, can they? They're bleeding I've Czech. I've written an article on Clarence Hewitt. Of course you have, Sean. Yeah, of course I have. Dear, oh dear. Anyway, Suchek, uh, great cross by uh, Kufau, uh, Kufau, whatever his bloody name Su- is. Sufau. Yeah. And um, I don't know what you... I, it's more of a scissors kick than an overhead kick. Um, I remember Tony Cotty getting a blinding goal like that once against the Forest, I think. Yeah. Um... Heavy touch there by Socek, but he's still able to keep it in. Sufal in towards Antonio. Oh, that's brilliant. What a goal from Mikel Antonio. Excellent ball in. And Mikel Antonio with a spectacular goal to make it West Ham 1, Manchester City 0. Just in case you forgot. Mikel Antonio. So even the commentator can't get the names right. If you don't get the English names right, if it is an English name, how's it going to be Michael? No, but I always thought it was Michael, first of all. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you didn't watch the first half. Well, no, I did watch watch the the second half. half. I watched the second half. And 
we defended very well. But they, do you know, I thought there was um, in the build-up to the goal. Um, whose goal? Manchester City's goal. Foden. Oh, there's a bit of me that thinks if Antonio hadn't pulled up, I think he would have closed the ball down before it went out wide. If you take it back to the beginning when they're building, um, as the central defenders got the ball, normally you'd expect Antonio to hassle him. Antonio's signalling to the bench he's got to come off. He lays it yeah. out wide. The ball goes wide, comes over to Fodden. And he, a nice turn by him and goal. Even though when you're a goalkeeper, you've got to be disappointed when you're at the near post and you get beaten at the near post. But um, perhaps that's the, the, the shot more than anything. You think, oh, here we go. I've tuned in to the right half. The floodgates are going to open. Typical Man City. You, you know, they've they've never failed to score four goals at the London Stadium until yeah. um, Saturday. And, and all in all, a very proud performance uh, by the team. And another, you know, step in the right direction to show that the Moyes revo- not revolution, but the, well, perhaps it is the, the Moyes way, it, it looks to be um, a good way to go. Yeah, I mean, another defence, I mean, we hang on for dear life in the second half. Um, Soufal, Brilliant. You know, you wouldn't believe we bought him four and a half million pounds from Slava Prague. And I, I wrote an article to say, you, you oh, know, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Forget Ryan Fredericks. He ain't getting back in the team. Forget Ben Johnson. He ain't getting a sniff while Soufau is, is, um, is fit. But you and say who, that. Who I'm even remembers them. Jeremy Ngakia? Yeah, but he's not better than Jeremy Ngakia. I think, truth but, be known. Go but. on. He's but, 28 years of age, and the others have got more of a future at the football club. He's a short-term yeah. fix. and But the, because... Short-term? 28 is not that old. Yeah. Oh, Wish it's... I was 28. Me too. Yeah. I wish I was... Yeah, exactly. I wish I was 38. Well, I yeah. am random waste. Me too. Wish but, I was uh, 48. <laughs> <laughs> But at some point, you know, he is a short-term fix. Two, three years max. That's what you get out of Four and a half mil, though. Four and a half mil. Well worth it. Absolutely, all day long. Well worth it. Considering, um, you know, oh, we'll we'll talk about that later. We're going to talk about the Pellegrini effect later. Um, Let's talk about the game. So, you know, um, good performance. Belbrainer, again... Uh, looking to keep um, uh, Diop out. Uh, you don't see him getting back in the team any time soon. Um, Cresswell coming back into form again. Um, it's it's hard to see. Um, you know, that's the third time I think he started that same starting lineup. I don't I don't see him changing it any time soon. And why should he? Beyond Mickey, beyond Mickey, who, who's likely to be. Rested or injured, and we'll talk about that later. Um, I don't think he's changing the the back four or five, you know, three, four, five, um, anytime soon. What? Why, why are we defending better? Are we, are we getting better tactics against our opposition? A lot of commentators said, 
you know, we really set up well for um, City, Nigel? I don't know if it's the the, the move to having more, f- the, the, you know, I will now admit perhaps it's more of a five than a four. Oof, jeez. Even though it is fluid, and I believe it transforms into a four as we move forward. Um, with mm-hmm. Matuaku being wide, man, he was wrong. Oh, not such wrong, but I just just tweaking it slightly to okay. the, the fact that um, Matuaku against Man City played very much, and I think it does change from team to team. He, he, obviously, his defensive duties um, came more to the forefront than his attacking yeah. duties. So, therefore, it did look like we had five at the back. It, um, a lot of people said it was his 100th appearance, that he was probably one of the best appearances we saw. Not only um, did we see Arthur Masawaku um, defend, we saw him go forward against City. Um, and that comedy moment when he took on three Man yes. City players <laughs> went round in a circle. <laughs> Very unorthodox, but... But everybody was just singing his praises. And he put in major blocks against um, Mares and um, who else did he put a block in against? When well, it was just about to I open up. I think it shows for me that sometimes, and this is the thing, I, I get that social media, specifically Twitter, it's all about commenting on what you see in there and then. But, you know, for weeks and weeks, Creswell and Masuaku, were absolutely slaughtered on on social media, mm-hmm. and now they are the basis of possibly the best defence we've had for the past three or four yeah. years. So it goes to show you that with the right manager in place, coaching, setup, tactics, that these players can come good, and that just jettison them. Uh, you know, thank God, you know, the club isn't run by the fans. That's what I'll say. Yeah, thank God for that. Um, they are fans, though, aren't they? Well, <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, very good. If you say very so. Good. <clears throat> um, possession. You, uh, you got so vid, Sean? Have you? Yeah, well, I am. Um, <laughs> you say that. Um, I have, I've been tested, but I'm negative. And, and oh. my missus was tested and... Her daughter, after there was an outbreak at... Um, oh, that's final whistle. Oh. Who, who scored uh, um, West Brom's goal? Grant. Not dear Garner. Um, Man City's possession was 70%. Uh, West Ham, obviously, that meant we only had 30% at home. Uh, we had six shots, two on target, one went in. Uh, they had 14 shots, seven on target. One went in. I didn't think Fabianski had that much to do. Len, did you did you see the first half and the second half? I sure did. Yeah. Talk, talk to us. Talk to us. Terry Tibbs, talk to us. What do you want to know, Sean? I, I'm watching them with <laughs> a renewed sense of confidence. Well, it was a game of two halves, wasn't it? Right? So, you know, Every football game when we went so. one nil up, when we went one nil up, I thought, you know, we were in the live table. We're in Champions League position. Oh, we were no third in the league. Oh, no, there's no such thing as that. You know that. Yeah, live table. We were third in the league. If the if the if the world had ended there, we were we were in Champions League place. If the world had ended, but it didn't end. It went on. 
and they came back as as often is in football. It was a game of two halves. We had the best of the first half. They had the best of the second half. So talk to us about the game of two halves, Len. <laughs> talk about the emotions, the roller coaster I against say, Man City. Listen, this is there isn't a roller coaster anymore. It's just a nice, peaceful watching something that works, nicely oiled, well drilled, and I'm enjoying it. And it's something that I never saw when we went in at the ground there. So whether that falls apart when we come back, who knows? Right now I'm enjoying it. It's so neat and tidy. And um, that's about it. Hello, what's this? All, what's going on here? I don't know. He's, he's, he's Nigel sending something. Sorry. Okay, yeah. No, I'm enjoying it. That's all I can say. So I don't think there was a, too much of a roller coaster. We get forward well. There's more goal action, but there wasn't too much of it against City. Goals are fun, uh, apparently. Goals are, they are fun. They are fun. And, and they don't come funner than uh, oh, Michael Antonio. Another fun, yeah. wonder goal. The quality of the goal, I know it doesn't make any difference, but lately it's been exceptional, isn't it? It has. I mean, we've we got a couple of goal, in, goal of the season contenders there. I mean, I was happy that we were we got to 16 minutes and we weren't 3-0 down. Um, because, as Nigel said, well, it does matter. It does matter. Oh, we can come um, back. Oh, no, I've just seen. We've we, we dropped down in the second half of the table. Who cares? It's bleating my money. We're in 11th now. Eight Wait, points. Year, we're on 11th. Table. I can't believe it. Ah. <sighs> Why would you let that get on your nerves? We're playing so oh, well. Because I'm a, As I'm, predicted I want to be top. by me and Stell in the best episode ever, Sugar Babes. Oh, Strong don't keep start. On Strong start. So anyway, uh, what else? What else? Is is there anything else for you to say about this this game? Um, or is it just yeah, great watch. We we defended well. Good shifting. Let's talk about Declan Rice before I let you go, Len. Okay. Declan Rice, born leader. Another really confident interview afterwards. He seems to be loving it. Oh, absolutely loving it. Yeah. I, I, Why would he want to go to Chelsea and sit on the bench? Oh, I don't think he'd sit on the bench. I didn't see the interview. Well, why did he sound confident? I just think I just think he's he's showing emotion. He, he, he just has that big grin on in his face. And everybody I, I talk to say um, he just loves it. I'll tell you a funny story, actually. A guy I worked with um, said to me, Declan Rice came to see me on Sunday. I said, what do you mean? He, he just he plays over the park in, like, <coughs> Epsom in Surrey. And he said, uh, <coughs> they're a Sunday league team. And he was playing, you know, they're in a nothing league. And... Uh, Apparently, one of Declan's mates, because you probably know Declan was born in Kingston in Surrey, and he, he currently lives in Chessington in Surrey. He's, he's moving to to Banstead, so he's a Surrey boy. Is is Declan? Um, and he just turned up on the sidelines <laughs> and, and watched um watched a game of uh, Sunday League football. And he said, uh, Declan then sent our our team a message on Instagram afterwards and wished us all the all the luck for the best of the season. So, you know. I think the guy just loves football. <laughs> yeah. And I, oh, I yeah, think... That was funny I story, think, Sean. Well, it was not a funny story, but I, I still think he's... 
Well, I, it, might, it, might be, it's not a funny story. But I still think, you know, he's always been in Surrey. You can't read anything that he's going to go to Chelsea on that. And I think West Ham means a lot to him. We gave him his chance. He's now the captain. I think we're going to give him another deal. And I just think this is the this is where he needs to stay for now. You know, he doesn't want to go off too early for him to go. He's 21 years old, right? He's already played 100 appearances. He doesn't want to go off to Chelsea now. He can do that in the future. He's got a long time ahead of him. He's going to listen to you, isn't he, Sean? Well, I hope so. I hope he does. <laughs> Oh, not it's actually. an avid Clarity Hugh Reader. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> Do you know what? Saying that, uh, Declan did, did message me once. <laughs> I put a tweet up Don't once. Don't take that down. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he said. <laughs> I once put a, a, uh, <laughs> a tweet. <coughs> oh, sorry, I'm coughing away. You're softening away over there. Uh, I once put a tweet up with him with a, with a, a knife in his mouth while he was on holiday. And he messaged me and he said, um, can you take that down, pal? And I said, yeah, sure, no problems. And I took it down. That was my one. Of course, talk. most people wouldn't have put it up in the first place, but still, hey-ho, it's content. Hey-ho, it was content. When you say he had a knife in his mouth, was he like eating? And was like, oh, I don't want my mum to see that I put my knife in my mouth. He was eating. He was in one of these, I don't know, abroad somewhere. He was eating steak from a great big, like, knife. I don't mean a, like a normal steak knife, a like big like carving knife. Oh, and okay. it was like, and and I just took a shot from the video and, and put it up. Was the sharp video end down in his right? mouth or, or did he have the blunt the sharp side? was in his mouth, yeah. Oh, that's dangerous. Yeah. That is dangerous, which is probably why he asked me to take it down. Um, anyway, anywho, uh, another draw, onwards and upwards, Liverpool next. They've lost Van Dyke. They've been having sleepless nights, apparently, since Van Dyke has been injured by Pickford. Uh, they're playing. They're in the Champions League tomorrow night as well, aren't they? Yeah. Are they? Yes, they are. This week, Nittyland oh, or something. Could be Wednesday. Nittyland. No, no, yeah, tomorrow it is. Mittyland, isn't it? It's Mittyland Danish. or something like. That? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've got a little bit more. I, I fancy we could turn them over. You know. No, well, Anfield, what was it, 81 games they're unbeaten now, I heard of saying. I did like the sound of that. What do you mean unbeaten? Un- record. Unbeaten. Oh, I like well, the sound of that. Yeah, um, I know. We did it before 50 years. For, yeah. But they're unbeaten at home. I think it could 52 have been 52 years, Sean, to be precise. You were there, weren't you? I was there, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly yeah, the it, greatest away Day out. Let's talk other news. Uh, Mikel Antonio had a scan today. Um, we don't. <coughs> I, I, <coughs> sorry, I, I, need to, I, um, I need to go and get tested. Uh, look, I'm I'm going to plead the fifth at the moment without my song. I, I, look, I, I think we all know that Mikel Antonio has had a number of problems with his hamstring in the the Spurs matchy. He came off and his leg was strapped up with ice and, and strapped up when he came and celebrated. And I was told by the club, oh, that's normal. You know, we always strap his leg up and put ice on it. Um, but he obviously felt a tweak and he trained. As Nigel said, he pulled, he came, pulled off, uh, pulled up again, um, strapped up again, had a scan today. 
Uh, I think it's too early to say, uh, and, and if I'm honest, I've been asked not to say <laughs> what's going on. But whether well, whether he's fit or not, um, six weeks, isn't it? He's out. Whether he's fit or not, um, I don't think he should play on. Um, against Liverpool anyway. I think he needs to rest. I think he has a special training regime and uh, we need a plan B. I don't know what that plan B is, um, but I, I'd like to put one forward and see what you say. That I've got two plan Bs. My first plan B is I'm a big lover of Yarmolenko, who, by the way, congratulations, Yarmolenko. He had a baby. Did he? A baby I'm with man- his wife. Judging by Saturday, I managed, you managed, I'm surprised he managed that. Hang on. He had his birthday the day before he was 31. And the next day, obviously his wife was about to drop. So I think he could be forgiven. On uh, He played on the Saturday. Come on, Sean. He's not a shooter at times. Come on. Sorry? He does struggle to shoot at times, doesn't he? Jesus Christ. So anyway, my first plan B is, um, and I I got this stat from you, Yarmolenko is the second best goal scorer. for Ukraine. I hope that's true, because I've been repeating that a load of times. I did um, say that last week, yes. Yeah, and uh, and he played striker for, uh, or forward for, I don't know if, Kiev. Um, so I, I say, start him up front against Liverpool. Um, or, or here's my other harebrained scheme, start Allaire, who looked completely disinterested, by the way. Oh, we did, didn't mention he? that. on Completely disinterested. Wrote an article, the £45 million elephant in the room, I wrote yesterday. Got a big, big uh, uh, response to that. Play, play Allaire, but play Ben Rama up, uh, up with him to support him. I don't know who else you drop. You probably drop four nails here. What, what sh- so that's, they're my two ideas. What's your plan B, Nigel? My plan B? Well, it, it, you got they've got a system that's working. So you, you, you only want to tinker with it. So the, there's two ways of looking at it. You could possibly put Bowen up front in the Antonio role and bring in Ben Rama. Mm, that's interesting. Or I'm I'm not brave enough to just put Ben Rama straight in up front. I must admit, without seeing him. No. So, th- th- for me, it's possible that uh, Yarmolenko, when I've seen him play up front, hasn't done it for me. So, it's possible for me to put Yarmolenko out wide and put Bowen in the Antonio role. The thing about Antonio, though, it's, just, it's not just his shooting ability. The actual power of the player... Yeah, exactly. And I think the work that right. is, well. is what we, we lose. Not yeah. just his goal scoring ability, the actual power of him uh, where he can get through people and everything. So, um, right, Yarmolenko, 38 goals uh, up for the Ukraine. Yeah. Wow. Second behind Shevchenko's got 48. Uh, but he, the next player's only got 21 goals. And and Red Rob only got fifteen, so he uh, um, that stat I gave you was right. Good, I'm glad. 
Len, yeah. it's always hard to go last because I've given two plan Bs. Um, so has Nigel. Now you've got to try and come up with some wacky plan B, like, I don't know, put um, about Masawako up front. About David Martin up front. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest, I think um, you've either got to consider, you've got to keep the system because the system's working. So you've either got to, well, I don't have to do anything. David Moyes is I'd have to, cho- have to choose um, Halea, show a bit of faith in him and try and give him a chance to prove or disprove himself, which one way, or choose Seb, che- did not um, Yamalenko. I'm trying to think who else you could possibly play up there. Could you bring in Lanzini somewhere and push one of the others up front? But you, you, you're, you're making wholesale changes then, really. Oh, yeah, you are. Who cares? You know, we've just got to see what happens. Who cares? I mean, it's it's a blow. Antonio, everyone's been saying the moment he gets injured, it's going to be blow for the reasons that Nigel said. So, um, we'll wait and see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be a telltale, isn't it? When mm. we see the lineup, it's going to say a lot about what Moyes thinks about Haller or Yarmolenko. Yeah. Because I do agree, he didn't look, he, his body language looks like a man who's he not didn't. that interested. No. And Joe Cole been. said, Joe Cole said, the mood has never been better at West Where? Ham than it is now. Coley told BT Sport viewers, I've been to West Ham many times since I've retired, and I've never been there when there was such good mood as there is now. The lads seem to be very happy. David um, is full of optimism. I think West Ham are in a really good position. He interviewed Moyes before the game. There was they played a, a videotape of an interview that he'd done this week with Moyes. A good interview. If you, I, I don't know if BT Sport will show it. Um. It's probably the first time I've ever sat and watched the beginning um, on a BT Sport game. And to be fair, they had um, Joe Cole, Jolie and Lescott. Uh, and they were both pretty decent, to be fair. I, I, I quite enjoyed it. It was just a shame because it's terrible, really. When West Ham are playing now, I hate going to Stratford. I really do detest it. But, you know, that's where they are. So that's what I've got to do. I just miss going there. I was sitting there watching it. I'd done my deliveries. I had an hour to spare before I had to be back around the market. And um, I thought, oh, let me put it on. And watching them stand there in that empty stadium, you know, I just wanted to be there. Did you really? It's coming back, is it? I suppose it ever went so, away. I don't know if you've got a German bit, but I've just done an article tonight about uh, Union Berlin had four and a half thousand people um, on Saturday. Yeah. Biggest crowd so far in Germany since Project Restart, I think, et cetera. And, I don't think it's the biggest um, crowd. Is it? Is it not the biggest percentage of crowd allowed into a stadium? Well, I was told it's the biggest crowd, unless you, you and your experts going to correct me. But... Um, th- in, interestingly, the Berlin rate is rising. So it's around about 121 
uh, infection rate per 100,000, where in Newham at the moment last week was 141. So it's not a lot of difference. Um, and yet the health authorities still permitted 4,500 pounds in, socially distanced, of course, as long as they wore masks all the time, not just sitting in the, you know, out of their seats, but all the time. That's to wear for the whole length for the for the game, walking up and everything. So and they can got, do it in Berlin. They've got a more compact stadium. Sorry? And they've got a more compact stadium. Yeah, agreed. I guess it depends on how they get to the stadium. I don't know the uh, Union Berlin uh, ground and how. Yeah, it's the, the, the problem we've got, got is because the only way to go to Stratford is by train. Um, you've got that problem. I mean, or Swan Pedlo. In in theory, you, you know, you could easily let. 10,000 in to Stratford. You could easily. They could have 10,000. But um, it, it while, while the rates are going up, and I haven't looked at them at the past couple of days, I've been really busy working. So I don't know what the rates are doing at the moment. They're still going up and up. Yeah, well, they are at the moment, yeah. Then, you know, at the end of the day, you ain't going to, you know, we've got more chance of another lockdown coming um, than we have. Um, It's the first time I've really noticed it. On the building site I've been on, uh, I got told today, the job's coming to an end, but I got told today someone I was working with closely last week tested positive at the weekend. Yeah, I'm getting to know people now. That, Where uh, before I, and that's the first person. People at schools, people time, at yeah. work, people in, you know, yeah. So I can't yeah. see it being allowed. I think, I think March, I think realistically, rather than clinging on to whatever, I think we've just got to accept March will be the earliest. Mm-hmm. We've just got to accept what goes on. Yeah. I've done. A, I'm, I'm researching an article on what everybody's done on their season tickets, um, and I haven't quite finished it, so I'm not going to talk about it today. But um, some people still haven't announced how they're going to refund money. Do you know that? Including, um, uh, including Newcastle in particular. Um, but there was another club that has taken the money. About a third of the clubs never sold season tickets in the first place, which I thought was very interesting. Well, it's a twofold thing there, really, isn't it? In that, um, how much <laughs> the reason why West Ham went down the season ticket route to take the money weren't because they probably ever thought they'd have people in March, even though Brady was open or whatever, was they needed the cash flow. And, hmm. and that is, you know, that is but what, you, what it was. One, one thing I'll tell you of one that I remember I looked at Burnley's um, and Burnley are offering a full refund um, from the 1st of November and, and it will take three to five days. But you know what? If you take the free, the full refund, one, you can't apply for any tickets in the ballot if football returns this season. And two, you can't, um, you're, you're, you're not guaranteed to have your season ticket price frozen for next year for the people who decide to keep the money fully in the club they do get automatically entered into a ballot if football returns and they their the the season ticket price is frozen for next year 
I thought that happened anyway. The what season ticket. The season ticket was frozen anyway before they offered you option three. No, no talking we're about, talking about um, we're talking about Burnley. Oh, sorry, mate. Pirates. Yeah. I've been looking what other clubs are doing, and it's a, it's you know we we think maybe West Ham always you know connive and do the work, but I will tell you what, there's a lot worse out there, and I'll be yeah, but the, yeah, but for me that's finger pointing, Sean. That's yeah, I don't worry about what we're doing. Technique. Look at them over there. Yeah, you over know, there, that, over that's, there. That's, that's the, you know uh, a diversion. Like I just like to. Yeah, it's not a diversionary tactic. It is a diversionary tactic. Hang on. And while, we're said, while we got you on the ropes, are you still Brady out? Brady out. Are you still Brady out? Brady out. Okay. Brady out. Of course I am. Of course I am. Right. Of course I'm still Brady out. You say um, of course. Of course I am. Of course this I week. am. I've been Brady still out one. all season. Yeah, yeah what about she phones you up? You're still going to be Brady out? Are you going to be, hello, Karen? Uh, what can I do for you? Anything we to help you, Karen? We don't talk anymore. She never calls. She never rings. No birthday cards. No Christmas cards. What you used to get? No, no prawn sandwiches. <laughs> no kisses. It's so funny no hugs. Why we don't talk anyway, anymore. Let's, let's talk on. Look, um, I, I'll give I'll give a, a check now to um, or a credit to uh, Stell because uh, he he messaged me the other day and said. Got an idea for you, Sean. Um, is David Moyes picking off the Pellegrini signings one by one? And I said, he said, I'm going to talk about it on Sunday night. So, of course, on Sunday morning, I wrote an article about it <laughs> ahead of his thing. So, he says proudly. Uh, sorry, Stel. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I called it the diminishing effect of the Pellegrini signing. So, it is, if you remember, Pellegrini was appointed... Uh, West Ham manager on the 22nd of May 2018, and he was sacked on the 28th of December 2019. In his first season, these are who he signed. Philippe Anderson, 34 million. Uh, Yarmolenko, 18 million. Fabianski, 7. Diop, 22. Perez, 4. Belbena, 3.5. Silva, 1.5. Jack Wilshire, 3. Roberto, 3. Sanchez, 3. Ryan Fredericks, 3. And Sami Nasri, three. In his second season, he signed Allaire, 45 million, Fornals, 25, Ejeti, eight, and Cordoso, 2.5. So on, on Saturday, obviously, only three players started the game Fabianski, Barbarina, and Fornals. £35 million between them. £85 million on the bench, not being used in the form of Allaire, Diop, and Yarmolenko. And just to remind you, Wilshire, Perez, Roberto, Sanchez, Nasri, Ejeti, Longon, Anderson on loan, Silver on loan. So if Ben Rami, a Ben Rami, Ben Rama comes in and replaces four nails, that's just going to leave two in, in, um, you know, uh, 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 Fabianski and, um, Belbrainer. Uh, that's under 10 million. The suggestion was, right, and I sort of got it, is David Moyes picking, deliberately picking off the Pellegrini signings one by one to shape his own squad? Discuss, Nigel. No. I don't think he's doing oh, it's it a deliberately. a rubbish idea then, still. No, not a rubbish <laughs> idea. I don't think he's doing it deliberately. It, at the end of the day, he's playing Balbuena. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he plays 
Yarmolenko's part of the squad. Whether these players, you know, the, the players that he's letting go, do they fit in or have they earned the right to fit into the way Moyes wants to play football? Then the answer is no. But then again, that's because they're chalk and cheese, Pellegrini and Moyes. Like, yeah. like Moyes was before Pellegrini was chalk and cheese. So that's where Pellegrini had to spend money to bring players in. Pellegrini to Moyes, Moyes to Bilic, Bilic to Allardyce, Allardyce to Grant, Grant to Zola. All totally different managers. And that's why we've got a, 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 a high um, throughfare of players constantly in the 10 years that they've owned the club. And that's why the club is in the financial position it's in because they spend so much money trading players badly, buying the wrong type of players, never having a manager long enough for him to be able to build a team properly, um, getting rid of the manager, and then hiring a totally different style of manager who can't use or who wants to play football a certain way and can't use the players that he's got. So he needs to bring his in. If you look at the signings Moyes has made, Maybe not Craig Dawson, but like Ben Rama, Bowen, uh, Kufal, um Who else did he sign? Uh, Suchek. You know, uh, he, he's moulding all first team starters apart from Craig Dawson. So all now, um, Moyes, in, in the six months that he's been here, is beginning to mould the team. And it's yeah. paying off. So hopefully, you know, they'll sit down with him, you know, at the end of the season or, or before, yeah. or once well, they get the full points. To. Oh, yeah, well, once they get the full points. He doesn't need points. to. He's got an automatic um, extension. He, he actually hinted it. If you go back to the original, I, I know you don't read Clarence News, you won't have read the no. piece I wrote about um, David um, Gold today. How, you know, Obviously, David Gold and David Moyes are very close. And and David uh, Gold was the one who pushed for Moyes in the first place. Didn't really want him to leave. In fact, he did a TV interview just before they announced Pellegrini and said, I hope we can sit down with him and work something out. <laughs> and a few days later, Pellegrini was announced. But we, we won't dwell on that. Um, he, he later said, David Gold... Um, he said, uh, and I'm going to quote him, in January 2020, he was doing a talk sport interview on the 10-year anniversary. He said, I really like working with David Moyes the first time around in different circumstances. It was just that a unique opportunity to bring someone of that stature, Manuel Pellegrini, came in that precluded us from keeping David. Don't forget, David Gold has a, uh, David um, had a six-month contract at the end of the season, and he fulfilled that. It's not like we sacked him. We didn't sack him. But personally, and with hindsight, I would have liked to have kept him. And and few people have said that. And, and, and maybe it's a little bit of knee-jerk, flip-flop reaction that he's having a bit of a run. But what could have happened if Pellegrini hadn't come in and David Moyes would have stayed? Do you think he would still be in that position now? Do you think we would be in... I know, Europa League this season. Do you think he would have got sacked by now because he got us relegated? Nigel, start with you. Um, I'm not, it's, it's hard to predict what would have happened in the future, what might have been. 
You know, um, if Moyes had stayed first time, I don't think we'd have gone through last season, uh, to be fair. I don't think we would have done. I don't think we'd have had that. But it's weird because Pellegrini, I think, made a solid start in his first season. Finished. Where did he finish? Did he get his 10th, Pellegrini? I think he did finish 10th, yeah. So get his 10th, top 10 finish. You can't complain about that in his first season. And in the second season, all was going well until Fabianski got uh, got injured. And then Roberta went in goal. And then the the wheels literally came off of Pellegrini's team. And it, it's mad to say, but the fact is that Roberto was a Pellegrini signing and it cost him his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and in a way, <coughs> you could look at it and go, well, in a way, that was but quite But Hamilton was Alaire. Alaire hasn't worked out. It doesn't matter Ooh, whether... But you say that. Alaire went in the, in the first... Flushes of the of the season, got three or four goals. So he looked when we were playing well up until the end of September, when uh, the Bournemouth game. He, you know, we looked we looked quite good. We got two all draw Bournemouth, but Fabianski goes off injured. Yeah. Next we have we have Oxford in the cup, the four 0 debacle. You know, and then the the season just fell away, just fell away. And the Burnley game with Roberto literally punching the ball into his own goal. And I, I think the defenders lost faith in Roberto. Everybody lost faith. You know, and they had to bring David Martin into the team, who was only supposed to be, you know, um, he wasn't even supposed to be the cup goalkeeper. And here he is brought in to play first-team football against Chelsea. Well, i tell you what. Uh, I've just looked. Remember, um, <coughs> Pellegrini went to Real Betis. Um, yeah. They've they've lost four out of their last five games. He's in 10th because out of his seven games, um, he won some early games. Uh, he, he won two. It's possible um, he's had his day. It's possible. It, it's quite funny you know, that yesterday... In La Liga, you'd expect him to be, you know, if he's gone into La Liga to be... be not losing four out of five games. No, but yesterday it, it was, um, I mean, it was 2014. So what's 2014? Six years to the day. We beat Man City 2-1. Champions Man City uh, 2-1 uh, under under uh, the, the sloth, uh, if I'm being polite about him. He was managing us at the time. And That's very harsh. Is, was that harsh? Was it the sloth? Well, anyway, yeah. That, uh, BFS, uh, if I'm being polite. Um, oh, I beg your pardon. I thought you were talking about Slaven. No, 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 no. Uh, 2014. Yeah, it was the oh, sloth right. last year. Uh, I was surprised. Oh, I when that. It was a bit harsh. But Pellegrini was in the dugout for Man City. So if Allardyce can do a number on Pellegrini. And and there's a thing about Pellegrini is he won the title in his first season at Man City. And when you look at it, you know, 90% of that team was bought by Mancini or Mark Hughes. Yeah. And actually, when you look at Pellegrini's signings at Man City, a lot of them turned out to be duds. There you go. 
I think his time's come, and I, I, I don't think he's going to last at Real Betis. I, I might be wrong, but... Um, still early, you know. and still turn it around, but I don't think he's the manager... I don't feel conned. It's weird, you know. He went to Man Real Madrid. He done well at me at Real Madrid, and then Man City brought him in um, for whatever reason. I don't know if that was the season that Pep went to Bayern Munich. So perhaps he was brought in because they really wanted Pep and thought, "Well, let him do his three years in Germany, and then we'll have Pellegrini." And and. Pellegrini won the title in his first season. I said it was done off the back of, of Mancini's team. And then I think he finished runners-up in another season, won an FA Cup, but never really set the world alight with that Man City team. No. I was told um, Pellegrini wasn't really a disciplinarian and um, didn't really like taking training that much. Yeah, but that's an old story um, trotted out every time they replaced the manager, Sean. And well, it may be true. I was, I was told that Slavin Bilic was a nice guy and also not a disciplinarian. Right, and this is the but, thing. But, Again. but I can tell you now, David Moyes is a disciplinarian and he keeps on talking about this. He is very strict on people turning up for training or they get fined or they get dropped. He's strict on Tra- people training hard in training and not just taking it easy as some people do and doing their gym work and eating the right foods. And apparently this is the reason he won't let um, Ben Rama um, come straight on. And the same, he, he did the same with Bowen when, when Gerard, um, I always call him Gerard and it's not Gerard, <laughs> Gerard Bowen uh, came on. He, he didn't play. Um, he, he, I think for the first 19 games, he didn't even uh, make it on when he made his debut. It first was like nineteen games. Minutes. First nineteen games. Did he yeah, nineteen days. Nineteen days. Sorry, nineteen oh. days. He didn't. He from the. He signed on the thirty first of uh, uh, January. He didn't come on to the nineteenth to make his debut until the nineteenth of February, <laughs> and that was only for ten minutes. Next game, I think, was like six minutes, and then and then he got. A, I think a, a start against. Um, Southampton scored, didn't he? I think it was Southampton scored, but was taken off after seventy-eight minutes. He didn't get his full debut of full ninety minutes until the twentieth of June, when football returned against Arsenal. Do you know that? True story, bro. So he 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 believes, and he said this in lots of interviews recently. And we're going back to Ben Rama. Um, the player has to be ready. In his view, the player has to be ready. Now, with Soufal, he didn't have a, a lot of an option because he didn't have a right back, so he threw him straight in. But I don't, <clears throat> I don't know. I think he's going to be guarded with Ben Rama, um, slightly different. And I think he is a disciplinarian, and he will expect a lot of his players that we didn't get with Pellegrini and we didn't get with Slam Bilic. I don't know. Before that, I don't know whether Sam... Allardyce was a disciplinarian. I don't know whether Harry Redknapp or Zola was a disciplinarian. You might be able to tell me. Um, but he's an old-fashioned manager who was schooled under... Um, well, not schooled, but but in the guise of um, Fergie, so Alex Ferguson, um, of a no-nonsense, I expect you to respect me and doesn't really believe in, in player power. Are you saying I'm all wrong? 
and it's just a, a little bit of propaganda every time a manager gets sacked. No, that you're, this pro- one's the one. you're probably right, Sean, even though it took you bleeding forever to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you, eh? But the, the, the problem is, Sean, is we have heard this before. Yeah. Trot it out when they change a manager. Oh, they trot out the negative stuff about about the old manager, why at the go, this new manager's da da da. So we've heard this excuse all before. So actually we don't care. We don't yeah, yeah. you know? It's so what? Because we've heard it all before. Tell us something True. new. Because I ain't True new. That. They've said it about every other manager they've sacked. And they'll say it about Moyes when they finally get rid of him. Oh, it was this, it was that. He'd lost a dressing room. You know, they've got a, they've got a phrase book that they've used. They've built up in 30 years of football of winning nothing. And all they've got is this phrase book they can trot out. All right. Before we move on to questions or anything else, let me ask you both one question before we move on. If you had the power to offer Moyes a three-year contract tomorrow, would you, Nigel? Yes. Len. Yeah. Yeah, I would. And so I would think I. I'd say that. No, How old would that I make I didn't him? think. I don't think uh, he's uh, going to. Uh, 60. He's 50, 57. Oh, that's that's no age. 60. Yeah. That's there you go. Three really? people saying three-year contract. Anyway, anything you two want to bring up in the world of current affairs um, yeah. before we go on? Um. Iron supporting food banks. Oh yes, couple of things. Couple of things. Yeah. They're launching. We got some. Um, let's get me a note. Sorry, I, oh, I see job. you're on the website now. By yeah. the way, the new website. <laughs> yeah. He has a little picture of uh, volunteer, volunteer. Nigel Corn. Let's right. have a look at this. That's oh, correct. Hey? Uh, and if Iron people wonder what I'm doing, uh, I'm standing on the centre spot of the bowling ground. Uh, Taking a selfie, and my finger points to the seat I sat in, and it was taken on the Sunday after the Swansea game. True story, bro. Uh, where I got to spend an hour, delightful hour, uh, uh, <coughs> taking in the the sight and sand, and standing on the pitch, and 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 doing, you know, having a look around, nicking a bit of the grass. Actually, I did so couple of things. We've got the pay-per-view game coming against Fulham. And oh, yes. I've covered this in the section, rightly or wrongly, whatever. We, you know, we, we'll cover it more, what we think. We, I did put that in the question on Facebook. Um, but obviously, there is an option that uh, you can go to. Uh, a lot of the clubs have done it. I've, I've not got the figures to hand. I know Newcastle raised like 20 Newcastle grand, did it and... Liverpool fans uh, or whatever and done it together. Yeah. Um, so basically, if you don't want to pay the fifteen pound, the fourteen ninety five to um, watch the West Ham Fulham game, if you think it's too much, then what you can do is you could go to the Iron uh, Iron Supporting Food Banks. Uh, just giving page. I'm just trying to get the details up now. Liverpool raised a hundred grand for doing this, by the way. Uh, how much? A hundred grand. Really? Liverpool fans raised a hundred 
grand from boycotting pay-per-view. Right, so... That's not bad, is it? Basically, what you can do is you can go to the Just Giving page, which is justgiving.com forward slash crowdfunding forward slash iron supporting food banks. And on there, you've got a, a Donate Now button. And you can either donate the full fourteen ninety five, but don't feel pressured to do it. Donate a fiver, you know. Donate a tenner. What you what what I spoke to John, and perhaps the best thing to do is if you're going to do that in protest of the pay per view game, make sure in the comment section you put PPV. Yeah, so then it's we good, know that that good idea. Newcastle fans raised 20,000, by the way. Leeds fans raised 40,000 in their boycott. So this is a, this is a, all, all the Premier League clubs, sort of supporters associations have all signed up to this under so, the umbrella of the FSA. 7th of November is the game. Um, I will be making a separate donation. Uh, I don't do pay-per-view. <laughs> I've got no need to. Because you've got your fire. Well, you've well, got your fire TV cube now, eh? Yeah, but I've still not set that up. I'm still doing oh, the old way. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's, that's a great gizmo, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's a lot better than the fire stick, the fire TV cube. But anyway, yeah. you could go on Icewood and put on and the reason, another reason why pay-per-view that he asked to put PPV if you're doing the pay-per-view is... Yeah, three grand they've raised already, by the way, from their 10 grand target yeah. iron supporting food banks have just gone on there. So if you also, they're launching, uh, in conjunction with the uh, Newham Food Bank, is they want to be able to donate um, and distribute to local children in Newham advent calendars. Yeah. Now, the reason why it's being launched this week is obviously we need to raise the funds... To, to get the money to then go out and buy the advent calendars in advance and have them distributed so the kids have got them for the 1st of um, December, which is, you know, five weeks away. So fundraising starts now. So go to the same Iron Supporting Food Banks and donate. And if you want to donate the price of a uh, – what, what's a, uh, an advent calendar? Three quid, four quid? You want to buy a well, cube? Go to Lidl, probably get it for a pound. But, well, uh, donate a pound then, but put on it yeah. Advent Calendar. So in the comments section, because what, what that does is it ring fences the money then to be donated to yeah. buy the Advent Calendars. So all the kids um, in Newham, 40,000 children live below the poverty line in Newham. Um, yeah. I don't know the type of upbringing you had, Sean, to be fair. I can imagine it. Um, Old little Lord Fontenoy. boy. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. I'm sorry, Sean. That was very harsh of me. I didn't mean to be a Tory basher. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Uh, or you, but, you know, as a kid that, that grew up in Newham, um, that would have been classed uh, up until I was a teenager, probably, as living below the poverty line. Um, it, it, it's a worthwhile cause, and perhaps if the things like this were around back in the day, my mum would have probably used them. Um, and t- talking to John, they got their new van. They've got a logo going onto the van. Van donated, obviously, by uh, West Ham chairman David Sullivan. Yeah, who David- also donated twenty five thousand to the Marcus Rashford. Uh, 
fund as well. Yeah, on a, on food fair, thing. I think it's called. Well, I thought the club did, didn't they? No, no, no personal donation from... Oh, was it? From the yeah. Club. Oh, yeah. the club had um, tweeted it out. Yes, the club they picked it up. It out. But, uh, so David Sullivan's bought the club, uh, a one-year-old uh, Peugeot van. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, David Sullivan's person bought the Iron Supporting Food Banks have then donated the van that Sullivan has bought to the food bank to enable food collections. Uh, van of the year. Peugeot van of the year, you know. Well, that don't mean nothing, to be fair. Oh, that's what I'm not knocking, I know, I know, I know. But as a van driver, yeah, I'm not knocking Peugeots, yeah, but <laughs> it ain't for me. I'm a Volkswagen man. So, All right, fair enough. You know, you can't beat a Volkswagen. Anyway, right, we're at the hour mark. Anything else you want to say before we get on? Uh, no. I just want to thank Matthew Atry. Matt Atry. Yeah, what are you thanking him for? He knows. Okay. No, he just bought one of my art boards. Excellent. You can do a plug at the end. It's time for I don't this. need to plug anything. Oh, yeah. It's the hour mark, and it's West... No, it's not West Ham. <laughs> Thank Christ. It's, it's, I Facebook. Think... it's Facebook, Twitter, question time. I didn't think we're, we're ever going to get there. I know, I know, I know. Um, it's where you, the eight listeners, get to ask us, the three presenters... Questions of fact or fiction uh, until Nigel actually opens Facebook and says, oh, I've got some questions. Or he says to us, shit, I forgot to ask a question this week. No, I did ask a question. Oh, that's all right. Uh, about quarter past five. Uh, thanks to Dave, who did remind me I had to put a question up there. <laughs> Quarter past five. Are we getting a question today or not? Touch there by Sochek, but he's still able to keep it in. Soufal in towards Antonio. Oh, that's brilliant! That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Right. So earlier uh, I asked two hours ago. It says uh, a couple of questions for your lot to answer. We're in a good mood. Uh, if you GSB out, can you say why you are? Don't just put fucking liars. What was it that put you in that camp? There's a reason I asked that. Uh, and then with us against Fulham on pay-per-view, will you watch it or donate to the Iron Supporting Food Banks or both or neither? And I put, till we meet on the other side, Chow, and I apologise for last week because it was pointed out to me by quite a few people that uh, I didn't read their comments out. Oh, really? You missed some? I missed I miss quite a few by the looks of it, to be I fair. I thought that went oh. a bit quick. Yeah, because what happens is, that's what happens. If I refresh, it, it sort of jumbles it all up. Oh, so at least he read the right week, Len. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay. Came your wife in the questions. So, <laughs> anyway, first up, it's Norm. Norman Green, our old mate from the West Country. Another West Country Emma. Uh, Sean, well, it's my mate. I don't know about you. I thought uh, you said when you said I thought you said gnome. I, I thought that's Golden Thrower from KMB, isn't it? I said norm, norm. Okay, right. Well, how does that sound like gnome? I don't know. Even my accent, it sounds nothing like it. I mean, I know Norm short. You know, he's not a tall geezer, but I wouldn't call him a gnome. 
Oh, it's, 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 I met Norm You once, did, didn't I? Yeah. Dodds his mate. He didn't like me, did he? Uh, well, not many people do, Sean, but I wouldn't know if that did. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. Um, I mean, let's face you, you it. You introduced me, go, he don't like you. Yeah, that, that queue would be rather long, wouldn't it, if we asked people to form a side? Yeah. You know, yeah. dear, oh dear. Are you queuing well, for beer? No, we're in the Sean Whetstone anti-brigade. Oh, I'll join this yeah, you, you introduced me. When I was at London's name, you go, oh, yeah, I want you to meet someone. You go, and he walks off. You go, he don't like you, by the way. <laughs> Great, thanks. Why don't you introduce me to him? Yeah, because I love doing it. Anyway, you know how you love, like, nicking stories up of people and not giving them credit? That's a bit yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, Norm says he, he don't give a shit about GSB. But he gives a big shit about West Ham, and he does, however, believe we would be better off without him. Mine sometimes better the devil you know, he says. Who would have believed Wigan would be in the position they are in four years ago? True, Norm, but at least they have won the uh, FA Cup in the last decade, and not the last four like we haven't. He says on the question of Fulham PPV, yeah, of course I would. He's going for both. The way we're playing at the moment, who wouldn't? It's just a shame the first time in the last four years we're chomping at the bit to be in the ground with all the boys we're locked out. He says he loves the show. It's his Tuesday morning. Wouldn't be the same without a four-hour podcast before he walks the dogs. Uh, He don't understand sometimes the relevance of who likes bananas or satsumas. Or do you prefer colour photos of black and white? Thought it was about West Ham United. I love it all the same. Uh, he's a really happy chap. He's positive Saturday. Thinks we get a point and keep up the good work. Nicholas Harvey. Evening, gents. GSB out as they lack the ability and the money to develop the club on and off the pitch. And he says he's happy to donate to the food bank rather than PPV. A very decent first half for City. Felt disappointed we didn't get the three points. Goes to show how better we are. Look a different team when Antonio goes off, though. Uh, so in the words of the unmentionable, or the sloth, as we will now call him, uh, he will respect the point. And uh, we all know Antonio's hamstring's going to go. Well, we think it's gone now. Isn't that right, Sean? No. He's no? still undergoing oh. scans and we'll see. Oh, right. So tomorrow, Don't people, we find So why don't stop, we start stop, his rehabilitation Stop. 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 What? Stop. Have I missed something? No. All right. Okay. Uh He's got trio questions. I'll skip through them quickly, obviously, because we have got quite a few people coming, even though I was late. Uh, will the current formation and tactics work against the lesser teams who sit back behind the ball? I fear Moyes needs to find a different way when we play those teams. Len, will the current formation and tactics work against the lesser teams? I understand this question, yeah. Well, maybe... I do fear that it won't. I do fear that it won't. However, um, we've got enough attacking flair to make changes, but then will Moyes make changes? Oh, it's a difficult question. Um, But no, I don't think that'll work. I think he will need to mix it up. Right. Sean, you can have this one. Will Haller ever look interested again in a West Ham shirt? Look, people seem to be split. There's either people say... Alaire's a good player. He's never been given the right service. 
and therefore he's a right to look miserable. And there's people who say, we were sold a pup. Uh, he he was never worth 45 million and we're completely done. I must admit, I'm in the latter camp and I think we should, I know this sounds awful, but we should write off the 45 million, get whatever back and, and get a, another striker that, that fits the um, Moy system. You say get it back, we haven't paid it yet, have we? Well, we, we have. We paid. We, we paid 22 million. The Mal- Marco and Altovic money, 22 million, went straight from China to Frankfurt. We've now paid another two off, so we've paid Ooh, two uh, million. 11 million. Huh? So two we've million. Paid, we've paid 33, <laughs> 33. We've got 12 million left to pay. Okay. 12 mil. But was it not 45? I didn't think it was that much. I thought that was if we won the league in the European Cup and the World Cup again. No, I think I think, I think think it was pretty much 45 straight. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but I, I figure I wasn't with add-ons. It was 45. It was, um, um, you know, the, the 22 million up front, 50% up front, and then uh, the... Uh, Five and a half million, five and a half million, five and a half million, then six and whatever yeah. with the remainder. Right. And I'll answer the next question. Can Moyes get us to 20 points for Christmas? Yes, he can. Yeah. Uh, Nick, the last goes on, he said, he'd be disappointed we don't get a point. He said, especially, uh, he said he thought we'd have zero points after Liverpool game. But anyway, Brady outs. Brady out. Trevor Newman. He says, his GSB out because they have no humility. He says, humility means you recognise your own shortcomings and listen to people who may know better than you. Uh, they are so far out there, they're up their own jacks. They have at best consistently ignored, undermined and refused to listen to fans, managers or anyone that has a smart, valid opinion on club operation, stadium or player recruitment. At worst, GSB have actively gone out of their way to silence fans and media in order to preserve their precious reputation which they have soiled themselves in order to maintain the conveyor belt of lies. So Trevor's not a big fan, to be fair to Don't him. sound like it, does he? No. Um, it's hard to argue with anything he's yeah. to be fair. <laughs> I'm sure Sean would come up that it just misunderstood. Next up, uh, Len, is Ed Hughes. Loves a bit of squirrel, does he? does love a bit of squirrel. Evening, he says, uh, pay-per-view isn't for me. He'll wait for the match of the day. And it is that simple, people. No one's putting a gun to your head and saying pay-per-view. This is, if you want to watch the Fulham game at 3 o'clock on Saturday, 7th of November, you can pay 15 quid. Oh, drop us a line, we'll put you in touch with Woody. Uh, on GSB out, says Ed, my issue is the communication style, Sean. They leak stuff that shouldn't be leaked. Wages, details of deals, Sean. They promise things that can't hang, be promised. Hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa. Who says they do? Sorry? Who says they do? I say they do. I say they don't. I say I'll that agents, agents leak information, particularly when we're talking about finance. Oh, listen, when we're talking about don't go down that wages, road, right? Because I've got when we're talking wages, when we're talking taxes. transfer fees. Full of texts. When we're talking certain things, agents leak details of contracts. No, no, yeah, but you tell everyone. No. no one listens to an agent. 
Still okay. told me something the other day, and I went to him, who told you that? I went, was it Sean? And then I put, actually, this is what I put. Was it Sean's circle of trust? I can't, shouldn't tell you this, but don't tell no one else. And he laughed. He went, yeah. I went, yeah, thought so. There you Still go. Still is. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying you make me laugh. You go, this is, you can't get, this can't get out. And you must say that to about 10 people. No, I don't. No, you think I trust is very small. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ed then says, they promise things that can't be promised. Eliminate debt, world-class team, world peace. Uh, when they could have worded it, as we will try to improve finances, improve the squad, and help meet fan expectations. That's true, Ed, but to be fair, if they'd come out and said, do you know what, the Olympic Stadium, it, we might not be better, but we possibly could be better. We may make more money, but we might not make more money. Most people would have gone, well, that's a lot of old crap, but I don't want to go with him. Uh, and then they wouldn't have got to sell the ground, would they? Uh Obviously, Ed does then say that they share league transfer plans that upsets people. Sean will disagree with you, heard Ed. Apparently, it's not them that's leaking it at all. There is no exactly. senior source at the club. Is there, Sean? All agents. It's all agent, right? There you go. Uh, this summer, we were told a centre-back, uh, bits of 20 million for every guy going, and we ended up getting Craig Dawson for loan. They're trying to be liked as fans, but cocking it up at every attempt. And this is where I am with Ed all the way. If they kept their mouths shut, fans wouldn't be so against them. They've brought it upon themselves, Sean. Um, Nigel, why did you ask this question about GSBA? It's not like you, really. No, the the reason why I've done it, I want to see what people's reasoning in, because... I, f- I feel a bit detached from the GSB out brigade, which is quite funny, really. Because you're a bit, you're, you you defend them quite well, I, often. I defend them where I felt they need to defend them, but it doesn't stop me being GSB out. I'm GSB out because they destroyed a way of life. So actually, mm. uh, the, the, if if they put a world class team into a world class stadium, and that world-class team went on and won the league and qualified for the Champions League and, and everything else, then I would still detest them for what they did. Really? And what they moved us from. Yeah, because you know it was more than that with me. Yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, so, and, and so therefore I'm a bit different where if it's to do with people saying, oh, because they haven't invested in the team, they, you know, they were expecting better of the team. So the bad results led to the protest, everything, blah, blah, blah. Then when we're sort of doing well, does it lessen it? That's what I'm trying to decipher. You know, have I got a lot in common? with? I, I looked at the Amers United 10 protests at 10 on Saturday and one part annoyed me go on and that was the people that stood outside the bowling ground or what's left of it hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why did that annoy you? Because they did fuck all when they had the chance. Before it was built, ages ago. And too many people walked past and and that's what yeah. annoys me and perhaps it's a bit different because I, I did try to do something or, or whatever Let it go. but well that's right you know I didn't think it would annoy me I clicked on what they did so I looked shut up you <laughs> fuck off um Who's that? The wife? No, the dog. No, he's got the because the wife's out. So he's got his separation issues. Cockapoos, I tell you. They're lovely dogs, but they get attached to one person in the family. And if that person ain't near, they, they just whine. Shut up! They just whine. Oh, they don't listen anyway, freaking dog. Um. Anyway, yeah, Amers United. I, I, I get being outside the grand, the GSB out. It, I don't get the bit outside the club shops, whatever. I get what they wanted to do, but the, they had a group of people outside the bowling, and, and for me, um, it was a bit of a step too far for me personally. Am I right or wrong? I don't know. You tell me. I, I'm indifferent to it. I, I don't feel I, I've got a right to uh, really talk about it. Really. Well, you was chief cheerleader, to be fair. Huh? You was the chief cheerleader for the move. Um, yeah, no. So that's what well, I don't think yeah. I have a right to talk about um, protests, really. Then am I right or wrong? Am I? Is it? I didn't think I'd feel like that until I looked at the pictures, uh, and I see these people standing where the gate used to be, and it was like, mate, what the fuck are you doing now? Doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, mate. It's how you feel. I can. I understand your point. I understand your point. I'll, do you know what? To be honest, sometimes I listen. I, I we can all be GSB out and be somewhat private about it. From time to time, you 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 do need a little bit of a break from it. 
and I could no doubt some of the the boys who are out there protesting could could feel the same. But they, I, I mean, I know as far as Tross is concerned, he'd rather not be doing this at all. He'd rather be spending time with his family. But he feels it's the right thing to do. So I mean, I think you've got to put it behind you a little bit and look at the sort of. Um, Look at what they're doing with sort of a certain amount of I, 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 goodwill not against Damage United. It was, I know you're not, mate. I, I understand what upsets. I, look, certain things happen that upset me. Uh, I said, yeah. Uh, so I do understand what you mean. But from time to time, you just think to yourself, if you once in a while, when it starts getting you down, you start thinking about it too much about how your club used to be and what it's like now. It can genuinely get you down. And sometimes I've got to think to myself, look, I've got to take a little bit of responsibility. Look, I'm a, I make cartoons. I can't be fucking miserable. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. And and sometimes I need to take a little bit of a break from it. Maybe a few days, but it's, it's tough, mm. you know. For, for them, I mean, I've got much more respect for the guys going out there and going to these places and have their photo taken than the people just putting hashtag GSB out. Yeah, I suppose social. so. I don't want to get into it. Some of the people no. protesting. It's why I'm surprised you asked the question. It's I struggle with. Picking a scab. But that's, yeah, but that's for other personal reasons as well. Some of them that are standing there, uh, um, I, I struggle with them being there. Yeah, I mean, there's some. I don't want to point the finger, yeah. but some of the people that are there. I recall seeing them on TV saying they're looking forward to the move. So, so. well, you know, everybody was ad, wouldn't they? Yeah. Uh, next up, Barry. I don't think about the people. Yeah. Uh, next up was Barry Mickle. He, he says there was no single incident that put me in the GSB out camp, uh, but he's been there for eighteen months purely due to an accumulation of things. He said mainly because they continue to embarrass our club. I think another reason why was to see things said like this, to see whether the ownership do have a chance to turn it around. You know, with me, they've got no chance. But I ain't going to go out with flags and I ain't going to Twitter GSB out because I think it's a waste of time, personally. That's my personal opinion. Uh, th- th- they'll go when they're good and ready and long may that day hurry up but I don't think we can drive them out um, but to see whether with uh, with a, a percentage of the fan base can be swung round so if they stopped embarrassing the club which I don't think they can would Barry then change I don't know he says mostly by annoying other clubs to the point where they have bad things to say or they vow to no longer deal with us, which is funny because he's put Brentford, Burnley, Sporting, Lisbon, Frankfurt, Leicester, probably Bournemouth off the top of my head, where realistically I could only think that, um, that, well, I mean, that's bad enough. You could probably go, well, Leicester probably won't, Frankfurt won't, and I can't see Sporting, Lisbon doing much with us. Uh, I don't know why he's put Brentford in there or Burnley, to be fair, or Bournemouth to that point. Unsettling their players. Uh, secondly, he said, because we've had long enough to make make us a, a, a well-run club and we're simply not um, no scouting, scattergun approach, 
next level world-class team, blah, blah, blah. Don't matter if we ever believed it would happen. They said, and five years later, uh, they haven't made any significant process towards that. He does put in brackets, current form notwithstanding. He won't buy the PPV. Uh, He lives in Canada. He will continue supporting my local food bank. Good luck to you, mate. uh, Forgive me, it's it's spelt G-U-E-L-P-H. So to me, that says Guelph. Yeah, Ontario. Love the show. Canada. Yeah. Might be a French word. Uh, Is that... Is Ontario the French bit? That's Quebec, isn't it? I don't it? think it is. I think Quebec is. Yeah. Yeah. We give, we give the froggies one little bit and we kept all the good bits for ourselves. Uh, next up is called Jazz Stell, who, uh, who did a good show last night, but uh, he, I woke up to find a text saying, where did you go? Did you fall asleep? Because I actually did fall asleep halfway through his show. Do you know, I started watching it this morning. I don't... I think I got interrupted. Oh, well, I didn't see the end of it, so I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> did he, did he copy my uh, idea of... Yeah, uh, he nicked your Pellegrini. story. Yeah, the Pellegrini Bloody story. plagiarism. Oh, no. Jesus wept. This is quite good, Sean, because this is sort of a question possibly aimed at you and others. Uh, he, he has gone, I know I've already sent you to this in WhatsApp, Nigel, but better to be safe than sorry. Like, don't trust me just because I missed his question out last week. Uh, and he goes, uh, he knows it isn't a GSB-related question because he's just ignored what I asked and gone off base. But he says it's poignant and important. You ready, Sean? Given the very sensitive and personal nature of the outcome of the side Ben Rama's medical, whatever that means, do you think it's appropriate that uh, ITK chose to even discuss this issue so openly in public. At what point does insider knowledge become suitable for public consumption? Surely there has to be a code of conduct in place that ITK information should be restricted or limited to issues that are not so personal. For example, medicals, individuals' well-being and salaries should be 100% off limits. Surely medicals are... Totally confidential, aren't they? Sean? So so that's that's I mean, what what how do you describe our ITKs in the first place? I don't describe myself as an ITK, by the way. What 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 are ITKs? That's just leave the other one then, didn't it? Nigel? <laughs> what, Nigel, what are, are ITKs? They yeah. they are people that um that are giver of information that is passed to them by other sources. Correct, correct. So they are people who have been passed information from other people. Yes. I, I think the onerous is, is really on the person who gave them information in the first place and whether it should have been given. But there is no code of conduct. And look, if if the, if you're looking for a bogeyman, Stell or, or Nigel, I think that's got to be um, Darren Lewis. Um, and look, Darren's... Karen's a good mate of mine, but he's the one who ran the story in the, <coughs> the Daily Mail saying it was a blood issue. I don't think anyone would have been talking about bloods if Darren Lewis hadn't run the medical as a blood issue. And it sort of opened the floodgates. Now, <coughs> as we know, no one's talking about what that issue has, neither me or the other person you're referring to. So, you know, there is some level and there is some filter with all of us. 
But I don't know. People always seem to be looking for problems when there are no problems. You know, the the player himself is saying there's no problem. So let's just leave it there to see what happens. Let's let, you know, this is yesterday's news. Let's stop the news cycle on this. The longer we talk about it, the more it will continue. Let's kill the news cycle on this particular topic now. Well, you would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, you always say that. Well, look. The news cycle has done its bit on this. Let's just leave it. Well, listen, Stell's asked the question. That's all I'm saying. And I've answered the question. So do you want to? Do you want an answer, Len? Do you, do you want to give like tuppence worth? Or? I want to know how uh, Sean and Darren Lewis are mates. You you can answer that, can't you? They appeared on some crappy, I don't know what it was, the satellite TV channel. We were we were in a studio once yes. and we um we we went on a, a a football. It was owned by Kelvin McKenzie uh, and I had to go to this dodgy studio and there was myself and Darren Lewis on the show. Um I shouldn't laugh, I'll um, watch it. <laughs> yeah who else was on it was me darren and uh when it was it weren't mark webster was it was he the presenter uh i think you're right it could have been it was someone else and and the and the, and the clip is still on youtube and i said this is this will date it when i first met darren it was um <coughs> pochino had just been um uh, uh appointed southampton manager and i said what does this guy know about the Premier League? <laughs> he oh, he ended up as a nobody sacked. We've got, we've got to find that clip. Oh, people remind me of that oh, sometimes. It's yeah. nearly as good as your BBC interview talking about IT, which was fascinating. Yeah. Uh, that, was a, that was a good... I don't know what it was. I actually won a, a prize off of that TV channel. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, I don't know if it was that night, but I answered the quiz question right, and I won a I won a a copy of FIFA on the PlayStation Four, which was quite good because I never had a PlayStation Four. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Neil Middleton says uh, GSB out for the sale of the ground. Very fishy. Not really, Neil. To be fair, um, don't believe the uh, conspiracy theories about the sale of the ground. Uh, why move to gain so little in revenue? Good question. Non-existent scouting work. Appointment of grant. Well, yeah. A constant undermining of managers. Dave Trivett. Brady out, Lynn. Brady out. Uh, Dave then goes on, because it was Dave that reminded me to put the question, obviously pointed out that, uh, uh, Evening, everyone missed out last week, but I'm not bitter. He's putting brackets, bastard. Uh, he won't pay 15 quid uh, when I can get a moody stream. As a medically retired person, I don't have the surplus cash balled out and the bastardised Brady as well. He went to the bowling for 30 years and it was a shithole, but I loved Ken's calf uh, and the Queen's. Well, if ever there was a shithole, it was the Queen's, wasn't it? Let's face it. Uh, as the bowling was always rammed. There was a, probably a reason why the Queens weren't ran, Dave. Wipe your feet on the way out. Uh, so they took all that away, a season ticket holder for most of those years, and never asked what I wanted. Yes, there were lies, but that started before we moved. Uh, great show. Gary Prince, GSB out. Just think they're not good at running a football club. Uh, proof is in the pudding. 
and they haven't brought any success since they got involved in football, uh, which is 1992, I believe they bought Birmingham, was it? 93? Uh, nearly 30 years. Uh, the PPV matches are free in Europe, so can easily be watched here without paying. Always happy to donate to good causes. Keep up the good work, chaps. Perhaps I'll whack the old Just Giving page uh, on the Facebook group tomorrow, people, which when you listen will be today. Unless you're listening Wednesday, then it would have been yesterday. And hopefully I've done it. Unless I do it Thursday, then it will be tomorrow. Uh, Ed Althorn, what role has the lack of supporters at matches played in the current league table? Big role for me, Ed. What do you reckon? I think you could be right. I don't want to... Yeah. We're Turkey's phone for Christmas, aren't we? But, yeah. you know... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it might have something, something to do with it, you know? Looks like it's working in our favour. Yeah. I mean, you got you got... The top four, is it Everton, Villa, Liverpool, Leeds? I mean, that's a top four. I haven't, from, I haven't looked at the table, mate. I think that's a top four from the 1980s. You know, that's, that's, that's who's, like a, the top, who's at the top? Everton. Even though they got beat, yeah, still top. Uh, Villa got beat, still second. Or no, Liverpool second, Villa a third, Leeds a fourth. Um. I don't know if that included the Leicester game, though. Leicester may have gone fourth, to be fair. Um, let's have a quick butchers. Burnley, Tottenham, still nil-nil, people, 37 minutes in. Everton, Liverpool, Villa, Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, Palace, Wolves, Tottenham, Chelsea. So in the top 10, um, so um, I mean, who would have thought five or six games in both Man United and Man City would be below West Ham. Well, it is only five or six games in. Yeah. Well, but Mind you, we've had the probably other games. That's what I'm saying. You know, we're, we're in our easy run. I think someone does bring that up uh, oh later. I swear it all goes pear-shaped. Three, two, one. Back in the room. I, I was just going to say, has he muted himself? Has he gone up for a wee wee, is he? No, 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 no. no? I've muted myself because you were just going off a complete tangent and I'm thinking... Yeah, well, we, we've lost what the actual question was. Yeah, what role was the lack of supporters at matches played? Well, it wasn't a question to me, was it? It's a question to everyone. We, we it, made it, didn't it, we? just answered. What was the question? Oh, for crying out loud. What, has the lack of supporters at matches played a role yeah. in the current league table. Yeah, it has, definitely. It has, right, thank you. We talked about this last week. You know, crazy, 7-2. Um, I, I, I've heard people say some of it's about players aren't under pressure or, or players feel they've got the freedom without being... I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it, but, but there definitely is some angle to supporters not being there. I don't, I don't think there's an easy answer, except, yeah, it it does seem to have an effect, but I, I, I can't put my finger on what it is. I bet oh. you're glad I answered that. Well done. Evening, gents. Hope you're well, says Ian Gravitt. We are all well, Ian. Well, uh, obviously, Sean's got a bit of the Sovid, but uh, 
he's really sad that we have played well in the last two games. I don't get what he's saying there, but anyway. Against City, a team that usually chances we yard for a draw, should and could have won, but could have lost two but for Fabianski. Do you feel Antonio should be rested? I think that's taken out of our hands here. I'm not allowed to tell you till tomorrow, but if you're listening tomorrow, then that's today. I can tell you that he's out. Or unless you're listening Wednesday, then actually I could have told you the day before. But you, you'll find out that he's out for six weeks. Uh, so should we give Ben Rama Halabowin a try? I think he means that yeah. as a front three. Ben, oh. ben Rama Halabowin. But, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure about Alan. I'm, I'm, I don't want to... Why would you... Hmm. Why would you throw Ben Rama and Alan in? Yeah. Mm. What's gone wrong to sort of make a double change? I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I, I Actually, I'm more interested in what to see what Moyes does than thinking about it myself. Does anyone else feel like that? Yeah, I mean, personally, if you're playing Aller, I think you've got to play someone up front with him. I think this is the problem. That's what everyone's saying. Yeah. So, therefore, he's got to change it. As, is he, you know, is he that progressive that he will change it now he's got this problem with Antonio? Or will he try and stick to the tried and tested and just swap Antonio with Yarmolenko or someone of that ilk? Who knows? I think I would. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not me. Uh, Evening Peeps. It's old Belinda Akaikitis. She I said uh, she won't pay the PV, the PPV. Uh, uh, I donate to our local charities, one of them being a food bank. So Mr. K and I will continue to do so. Well done. Uh, GSB out. Well, I wouldn't shed a tear if they sold up, she says. But the main issue with the board is they don't know how to run a football club. Right. Again, no, no infrastructure in place for scanning. It's been brought out the door. And commercially, they make inept decisions. They don't have the right team in place. Some of their sponsored partnership deals are questionable. Just because you can do a deal doesn't mean you should. Well said. That's there. right. Uh, but what does she know? Obviously, a lot by looking at that. Think of me this weekend, though, she says. Think of her. She will be outnumbered in her own house by Liverpool fans because Mr. K... And uh, young son, uh, she's not put his name. I don't know if his name's son, and he, he's like named after the Tottenham player. Um, but son Kaikitis, um, you know, will probably, she says she'll probably sit in a room on her own to watch the game, and she loves to show. And make it all the more sweet when we beat them, Belinda. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you give it to them. I don't mean yeah. that in a, in a funny way, Bell. I mean, like, you know, verbally, like slap them around the head and say, yeah, I'll take that. Um, I'll make them sit in the garden. And then Stel and Bell will go all Greek on us and start talking. I can't read it because it's all in Greek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, my handsome's how's you doing? It's our own village, idiot. <laughs> Mr. Richard Dodds. He says uh, he's Brady out rather than GSB out. Uh, quite right. He says, Brady thinks West Ham fan. He's put fabs. I don't know if he's talking about West Ham lollies or what. I oh. think he should have put fans. Can't spell. But them fingers, they're, they're quite close together, Dodds, aren't they, with that webbing? Uh, West Ham fans are the shit on the bottom of her shoes. So he's going early, Brady out. Brady out. He says, questions as always for your amusement. Uh, what is the biggest schoolboy error Sean has ever made? 
except for admitting to Nigel he didn't watch the whole Spurs game on last week's podcast. Oh, well, I could put the book. Mm. (coughs) Um, Thanks for that, Sean. Do do you know what my personal favourite was, Sean? When Go you on. flew, you're going to say chairing the Olympic Stadium no, uh, no, move no, 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 uh, committee. No, that my personal favourite or, 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 or stupid thing was when you flew all the way to Australia, and I think you called the Sydney Amers the Brisbane Amers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Melbourne Amers. I was in Brisbane, and I went. Uh, yeah. It was Dave. Yeah, uh, you called went, them the Sydney uh, Amers. You called the Brisbane uh, Amers the Sydney Amers. I was too late. It was a lot of words. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, oh. what is it, the Melbourne Amers? He said, I don't know, but we are the <laughs> Melbourne Hammers. Uh, yes. Or Brisbane Hammers, Brisbane Hammers, yeah. Uh, that, that was funny, to be fair. The fact you've got all that way out there. I know you went out there for work, but it, it, it was funny. Uh, when we come out of Tier 3 lockdown, which none of us are in, um, you can only choose one. Uh, you may be quite more of these, Sean. Uh, a hunk, a chunk, a junk, or a monk? Uh, a monk. I want to be a Buddhist monk. I, I, I uh, want to... Um, I, well, I've been to be fair, sort of Sean, you do quite look like a Buddha. Uh, I, that I, one I, of them little I, The Four Noble Truths of Buddhism, right? Life is about suffering. Once you understand... Which is being a West Ham fan. Once you understand that life's about suffering, you can look for enlightenment. So I want to be a Buddhist monk. Four Noble Truths. That sounds like something that the, the, the Four Nails of Mark Noble's copped up. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, right. I'll give the, Len, what do you think should happen with Mark Noble now going forward? Well, um, I, I, apparently I heard he's spending more time, he's doing a bit of coaching. Is that true? He did set Allegedly, up an academy. Yeah. Spending more time with the kids. So I think it's, yeah, he has, apparently. It's all, you know, every one of the club heroes has done that, other than Trev. He just retired. But Bill well, done that, ma- so. He did manage us. Yeah, eventually, twice. not straight away. Was it so twice? I think or was it four twice. games? Was no, it twice? He did three games. Rhoda yeah. came back for three games, got sacked after the Rotherham debacle. And then he oh, did twice in total. Eleven games. games. Come on, Sean. All right. It's a long time ago. Detail's not my strong point. We know. Uh okay. Did did any of you watch when Bubbles met Bill Gardner? I did watch it actually. Uh he thought it was good and insightful. What did you think? For me. Well, either of you. Gonzo knows what I think. Uh, yeah. I, I, I noticed Gonzo's free camera action, which I thought was quite impressive. But you know. Sean? In well, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I watched it, and, and I know that Bill got quite emotional at one part of it, and, you know, I think he really speaks from the heart. I know people that go to watch Corinthian Casuals, because that's where his boys play now, or, or one of them's the manager and one of them's the goalkeeper. Um... Uh, and you know, uh, uh, and, and he enjoys his football down there. That he says, you know, it's it's quite sad um, that he feels like that. 
Well, I, yeah, I've not watched it, so I can't really. Um, he thought uh, he goes. Dodds. then goes on eight points. He thought we'd be lucky to get three by now. Uh, he's then listed the next eleven games. Oh, it, he says. Uh, he says the next eleven games are as difficult as the first six. I'm not buying that, Dodds. And then he goes. We'll make it look like it. Don't you worry. Liverpool, Fulham, Sheffield United, Villa, Man United, Leeds, Palace, Chelsea, Brighton, Southampton, Everton. I mean, quickly, I'll take this one. Liverpool lose, Fulham win, Sheffield United win, Villa lose, Man United draw, Leeds draw, Palace win, Chelsea draw, Brighton draw, Southampton lose, Everton lose. And I think that's not bad. You made it right there, didn't you? There you go. (laughs) Uh Michael Levy Jr., the soul singing superstar, possibly of South Hockenden, possibly maybe going back to Tenerife now they're off the danger list, uh, or whatever they call it, Mike. He says, I all am GSB out, not because of the lies, but because I honestly believe they had the best intentions, although they did see the opportunity for personal gain, but then it's a business. But it's more the ineptitude. That's a great long word, Mike to be fair. A bit long for me. I'd have to look it up. Ineptitude. Uh, They are incapable of running a club successfully and have made no attempt to get into the 21st century. The world has changed. Football's different now and I bet Sullivan still operates via fax machine and a pager. Uh, I don't believe they have the knowledge or suitable liquid assets to run a Premier League club efficiently. You're not far wrong now, I believe. Brilliant! Thank you as always right, yeah. from the soul singing superstar uh, of, and he's put in brackets, not sure yet, maybe back to Tenerife. And then he says, there's some tickets left for his soul Motown reggae. And this bloke can sing people. He's got, go and look up Michael um, Levy Jr. on YouTube. The man can really sing uh, and not, not a pub singer. This man can proper sing. So he is playing uh, in Loughton this Saturday. I shall give you the details now, people. If any of you in Loughton, if Russ is listening, get to Loughton. I know he don't live in Loughton, but you're from Loughton. Uh, he's playing at 118 Churchill Street. Groups of six per table. It's all COVID safe, hygiene, everything precautions are taken. And um, there is a limited capacity. And you will be, believe me, you will have a great night. And I'm not just saying that because uh, I've I've watched his, I spent a great hour flicking through some of his songs and he, he can proper sing people. So get out and support him. Dazlar here says, all right, my lads. Oh, he's popping in. What's, you know, you'd think we're doing a bleeding and he's texting. <laughs> Behave yourself. What's all this YouTube stuff you're sending? Uh, all right, my lads. It's Dazlar here. He's in holiday in the islands of Scotland. Scouting players oh, from really? Elgin City because they're top of Scottish League too. I read this earlier, Dazlar, and I must admit, I'm very jealous. Uh, I'd like to have been in Scotland. Normally, I would have been in Scotland uh, this week because it's half term, but due to COVID and lack of work, and because I'm actually got work, it meant we couldn't go. He's GSB out as he believed their tales of success in European travels, but it really was another one. Their ineptitude to run the club. This is the 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 the, the theme: the ineptitude, the way they run the club. And then he lists a few. Sully 
with transfers, no independent director of football to tackle Sully and wasteful spending with Pellegrini. No scouting system. He still texts him. Uh, Fulham Grain. Turn your phone off. He said, I may be pressured to pay by mini-me and I'll donate to the food bank. Well done, my friend. By the way, I'd also subscribe to the podcast to get more content, new owners in. Well, mate, you don't have to, to be fair, because we don't, I, you know. Well, actually, actually, you can support the podcast. There, There is a little, we've never received it, I think, but ACAST do uh, donate to... Uh, Donate to the podcast. Don't but do no it. Don't money, people. Perhaps we'll bring some merch out. <laughs> we love yeah. a bit of merch. Uh, Evan Turner, uh, nice job of water. Um, I've been to there, Evan, in in the Alps. Lovely place on the on the lake of on the side of Lake Geneva. Little sip of the old Evian. Uh, he says, "Evening, gents." He said, "In particular, he's Brady out." Uh, the Baroness is, he, he really goes for it here. He's a rich socialite, conservative politician, reality TV star slash sun columnist who does not in any way, shape or form reflect the values of a working class rooty club from the East End, such as West Ham United, a club of the people. This is my post of the night. She is clueless with football decisions, shown incompetence with the fumbling of the move to London Stadium. She's continuously as insulted or mocked other clubs openly in the public sphere, tarnishing both herself and us with her. At the end of the day, Golden Sullivan aren't going anywhere soon, saying so step back, play the bankroller role, similar to what Mike Ashley's done at the Magpies. He's obviously you, Tony and Sean. We need to hire proper sporting director. Good luck with that. Who understands football and can manage a club. And he thinks, uh, how about the eight points from Wolves, Leicester, Spurs, City? Let the good times roll. So not all down. But great. Brings me in on, on something. You know, I like plugging other podcasts. I, I listen religiously to The Price of Football with Kieran Maguire, friend of the podcast. Um and and he's you know there's a lot of finances going on but one of the things he had uh, this Newcastle chair of the supports trust on which I got a bit of grief for saying he talks a lot of sense and and the reason I said that just in case you know and I wasn't going to defend myself on Twitter because I don't do that anymore um was you know he said look we, we're not a protest group right and I, I, I put in you know other West Ham supports group could learn from this now he's against Mike Ashley he says, we're not a protest group. There are plenty of people, boycott this, do this, do this. We're not a protest group. Um, the club don't really want to talk to us. We want to get Mike Ashley out. But he seems a very, very sensible view. And he's even, and this is a real strange thing, even, um, is it, uh, not Shelby, who, who's the woman who's trying to buy Newcastle? A woman? The lady that's trying to buy Newcastle. Oh, she's leading the consortium with the consortium. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know, but she's hot. Trying to think of her name. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure everyone's crying out her name that I can't quite remember. And he said she rang him up and talked to him and, and had a sensible dialogue of, you know, the fans' view. And he says what he now does is, and, and I don't know if you know, but at the moment Newcastle won't reveal the fan refund for, for season tickets. He says... What he does is he's now got 13,000 trust members all paying a pound each. Amanda Staveley. He, he, Amanda that's Staveley, that's it. Yeah. He rings up the Premier League and then the Premier League. He said, but he doesn't really want to, Russ, you know, 
go to the Premier League every time. Anyway, I, I, I digress because the, the point I wanted to make is you, you've heard about Project Big Picture and what the Americans want to do. And when I say the Americans, I'm talking about um, the owners of uh, the Glaciers and, and uh, whatever they're called, <laughs> Liverpool and um, uh, who's the Liverpool's owners? Fenway. <coughs> yeah, I forget who they're, they're called. Anyway, Project Big Picture. Fenway. Project Big Picture. Fenway, yeah, but, they're called. Fenway, but, but, but I'm thinking of the actual guy who runs Fenway. And it, John uh, something. It, it, yeah. Again, look it up because it's going to do me editing. Project Big Picture, at the moment, it's one, uh, one, um, one person, one vote. What the big clubs want to do. John Henry. Is not. Ha- that's it, Emery, John Emery. Um, what the big clubs want to do is not make it one club, one vote. They want to have more power. The bigger clubs want more power. But get this, and this is the reason I've brought up uh, Newcastle, Mike Ashley, and the Gold and um, Sullivan. In the future, under Project Big Picture, and now they're talking about the Super League, the top six club will have the right of veto over any takeover. So people like Manchester and Liverpool will be able to say veto the clubs being sold. Well, that's just going to be mayhem. It's a dictatorship. It's a dictatorship. You're absolutely right, Lynn. Because what it's about is saying we do not want, apparently, and, and Kieran talks about this on the price of football. He says, look, this came about because of uh, Leicester City. It's it's known that the big six don't want anyone else encroaching into their big six. They don't want the big six to become big eight because they have to give up money. They want to be on Champions League and, you know, they, they, they don't want anyone on their exclusive club. So <coughs> if they got their way, they would veto any other billionaires trying to come in and buy their way into the big six. And that's the danger we've got at the moment. We've got the big clubs going... Look, if you don't do what we we are, the Premier League, you know, people watch the Premier League because we, Manchester United, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, I have to say Spurs as well, uh, Liverpool, all that's that's what the world want to watch. And we have the power. So you need to change the Premier League to reduce down to 18 and and give us more power. Or we're going to go off and create this European Super League which you're not going to be a part with and our big TV deals go with it. That's the problem at the moment. That. What would you mean? Yes, we do. And, and, they and don't actually, know that. They well, don't know they're going to get the big deals. They don't know they're going to get the big deals, but they do have the power. And and in, in the end, what, what Kieran says on the podcast, and I agree with, this is all a bit of a, 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 a sort of smoke and mirrors. So they leak the thing about this project big picture. And then they leak about this European Super League. And then they come down with a watered-in scheme. And everyone is so relieved that it's not the original one. They go, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that then. This is all yeah, a play. Yeah, yeah. This is the biggest yeah. play out. But get uh, West Ham are against it. But don't get me wrong. We will be worse off if the Premier League is reformed. And and the, the big clubs have r- rights of veto. Because then you're going to be stuck with Golden Sullivan for the... For for years to come, if if they stop, if if they veto any 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 owner that would take any club forward, that's that's the problem we're facing now. 
Anyway, I've digressed now, haven't I? And completely yeah. gone yeah. off what the question was. Sorry, Nigel. Um, yeah. Price of football. After you've listened to this podcast, listen to Price of Football. There you go. Uh, Paul Nolan, chauffeur here, he says. He says he's just come back from his counselling from having uh, f- because he didn't have his question read out last week. Uh, good, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, poor old Paul. Never mind. Uh, but it, it, I thought he was like a business advisor. Couldn't he just advise himself? He was a work yeah. business advisor, wasn't he? Oh, was he perhaps, oh, I don't know. Uh, good job you never read him, Nigel, as he missed the second half of the, the game versus Spuds. He said, but he wasn't watching a film, though. Um, he was oh, no, playing no, football Sean. with his son, Sean. Did you watch a film this oh, week, well. by any way, Sean? I didn't, I didn't, I forgot to ask. No good films this week during um, the game? Or did you watch the whole game? I watched the whole game, actually. Uh, it kept my interest. Did it? Oh, that's good to know. That's good to know. Uh, the early goal helped to keep it me in. Uh, to be it always helps with you, doesn't it? The early goal. Goals are fun. They are. Uh, it, he says uh, he's GSB out really because of the overall management at the club. Communication from the top down is poor treatment of the managers and some of the signings and selling of Upton Park. It's a pay per view you're having a laugh. Food bank wins. As well as GSB, can we have Johnson Gove Cummings out? Uh, not sure about that. Uh, but even though I'm, I'm with you, actually, um, I think this government's a bit of a bleeding joke at the moment. Uh, I'm not allowed to go oh, see me mum. Podcast. I know, but no, it's not. I'm not allowed to go see me mum. Yeah, apparently. What's that got to do with it? Uh, well, just move on. on. Yeah, but I'm allowed to work yeah, on a exactly. building site with electricians from Birmingham and plasters from Manchester. All right, Keir Starmer. Well, you know. You tell me the sense in that. And the plasterers in Manchester came down because they can't work in Manchester because all the sites are shut. If we'd been running this podcast in the war, you'd go, that Winston Churchill wants to black out our bloody windows. I can't see. I can't no, read anything. I Just I so the German with that, bombers can't everybody see my done the blackout, mate. <laughs> everybody done the blackout. Yeah? But it ain't everybody, is it? It's piecemeal we don't know what's going on anyway he enjoyed the man city game he went into it confident which felt strange and he's confident for the mickey masses he said um well he says what do we think of the scarces game but we do predictions later a question from last week was what's your favorite cheese because he had a cheese fest a with Mrs. Cheese oh, I'm a come on him quickly though yeah cheese you go first then laughing cow you see, I could go all posh. I don't think you can be proper British Stilton. I love Stilton. I love a bit yeah, of smelly love cheese. Lovely, lovely a bit of blue mouldy cheese. Um, and you, you could you could offer me all the French weird, you know, go to Le uh, Gavroche in, uh, in Mayfair and go to the two-star. Um, um, it's petrol, isn't it? And, and they've got a wonderful cheese trolley at the Gavroche, um, but but give me a give me a British Stilton any day. Uh-huh. Do you like it with fruiting? I I like a uh, not 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 Stilton. I will tell you where I really like Stilton, right? And, and I know it's not blue food podcast, but I, I blue on on um, crumbled crumbled on 
Brussels sprouts with with crispy bacon on Christmas Day. Oh yeah, man. you know Brussels sprouts, um, bacon and crumbled blue uh, cheese and bacon is a winner. Oh, it's a winner, isn't it? It's a winner. Oh, move on quickly. <laughs> well, look, I like a bit of cheddar, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice I, bit I, of I don't mind a bit of like a uh, camembert. Uh, baits or a bit of brie. Don't mind a bit of brie. Yeah. I don't do all that crap, smelly stuff. At a very nice afternoon uh, in the uh, Wensley Dale Cheese Factory, um, and you get to go round, and they've got a tasting room, and that was good. To be fair, bit of Wensley Dale with cranberry in, or um, I, I don't normally do cheeses like that. Won't touch Stilton with a barge pole. Oh, to be fair. Actually, maybe it was Wednesday Dell I had the fruit in. Yeah, Wednesday Dell. Anyway. You can get it with, it was lovely with a cherry well, in. While we're on food, because this came up and it's a nice link to, uh, we, we watched uh, BBC Pointless the other day to watch our friend Ian Dale uh, win, well, sort of win the trophy. He failed at the last uh, uh to to win the the charity money, but hey, as hey, Bruce he would say, did he do well? Did he do well? Do well. And and the question that he said, I've never eaten Japanese food, and you said on WhatsApp, neither have I. Yeah. What what's wrong with? I love sushi. Sushi is probably my favourite. Yeah. Food. I love a bento box, uh, and I I'd probably usually have one a bento box. I don't want to know what you get up to, mate. It's be fair in your dungeon. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. I love a bit of raw fish. Love tempura prawns and and um, kimchi. I know that's not technically um, uh, um, Japanese. It's it's Korean, but it's pickled chili Oh, well, chili they're all the same, Sean, aren't they? <laughs> no, they're not. <coughs> but I like Korean food as well. Have you really never tried um, sushi? I don't Do you like Korean? Yeah. Wait, I, yeah, do you like the only kimchi? fish I eat is cod, and it's got to be battered. And that is, I'll have a fish finger, and I'll have a battered cod, and that's a lot. I don't, or anything battered. It's like white cod. Fish. Cod, have out a cod head stew. Bit of added, maybe not a fan it's of added. Really spicy cod head stew, or or a lovely Korean barbecue oh, cooked so, in, no, no, in the middle of the table. It's muck, mate. Oh. I'm going to take you out for uh, Japanese. We'll have sushi one day. We'll go out for more than just a podcast. Sushi feast. I won't have a sushi feast. One, I don't eat uncooked fish, yeah? How how can you be a sushi chef if you ain't got to cook it? You're just chopping up a bit of cold fish. smoked salmon? I don't touch smoked salmon. It's disgusting. Anyway, answers on a postcard. Who likes uh, uh, I did uh, have four Japanese pies food? Really I'm not Saturday. You have four pies, you fat bastard. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. Not all in one I go, digress. though. I'll let you know. It was spread about the day. Um, uh, we need to crack on because Marion's up next. Uh, oh, no, has I'll he forgotten back. about the... Uh, Ticket. Uh, no, no. I'll tell you what. I'm not being funny. If 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 Marion was um, a cartoon character, you just imagine Dylan out of the Magic Roundabout and it with his guitar. Hello, 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 boyos. It's Marion here. Uh, he's GSB out simply because of the move and the lies. 
there he goes with me. Uh, he's got a question, but George ain't worth reading it because he ain't here. Question for me. Do you believe the reason Benny hasn't yet to pay me the 200 quid he promised is because he's keeping it for my subscription to the podcast? Uh, well, we, uh, well, we will have fun with that 200 quid, uh, Mel. Do you know what? I've not had a single person take me up on the £1,000 per episode uh, idea. Oh, right. well, there you go. Uh, you've got a question for John, but he's not here. Question for Len, though, oh. as it's Halloween this week. Oh, uh, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, Corpse Bride, or Frank and Weenie? Oh, he's asking me on my favourite. And well, I was about to say, I'm doing a nightmare in Green Street. So I've got a video coming out for Halloween. Special guest on it as well. Um, uh, I did like the Corpse Bride. Really? Yeah. I nightmare did, Before Christmas. The one I remember. Brilliant. Well, I don't know. I remember it. Oh, right. They, uh, it's Jack Skeleton, isn't it? And, um, yeah, I've forgotten the name of the town. I've watched it about four times with my boy because he, he loved it when it came out. It was his favourite Disney film, <laughs> which was a bit strange. Uh, he's got, he says, no can I, question. Can I ask an animation question before we move well, on? Let, to let Miriam finish because he's got no question for you this week because he demanded payment for an answer last week. Okay. So, sod off. Go on in. Who, animation question, who is the best, in your view, the best animator in the world? Does, does Walt Disney or... Or alive? No, ever. The best animator. You mean who's my favourite? I can't really who's say the favourite? best. Yeah, who's, who's, who's your favourite? I'm going to say McGraining, actually, because Simpsons. Because, really? I mean, the, the way um, it just kept me interested for so long. I mean, I like Richard Williams. But um, I'll have to, yeah, I think the Simpsons, you got to say it's the best animation. Really? Does, does like, I mean, obviously being a complete novice, does not Walt Disney or... I don't know. Um, no, listen. No. Walt Disney's like going to Anfield or something like that. It's just it's just a money making scheme, isn't how it? How about Monty Python guy Terry Gilliam? Oh yeah, that's not a bad shout. Not, not yeah, really. He, he was. I mean, he was really weird with his really weird animations, wasn't he? Yeah, come across a bit more of an art director, really. I think a lot of his ideas. He's got his his ideas down, and of course. Um, Nick Park. Who Nick Park's up there with educators. Gromit, you idiot. Yeah. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Well, it's been Gromit. There you and go. Go. Thank you for that. There you go. Sean the Sheep. Go on then. What about yeah. Tony Art? What about him? <laughs> He's dead. You like me? Don't, don't say that in front of my brother. I told oh, you about that. Do you know what? I, I was, I, and you'll probably say, I was really upset to hear about Frank Boff yesterday. Oh, yeah. Member of his club, was you? Well, I just liked him on grandstand. <laughs> and I, I know he had a little problem with yes. the sort of Mount mm. Columbian marching powder and, and ladies of the night. But come on, we shouldn't remember him for that. I, he was great on grandstand. I used to, I grew up watching grandstand. 
I'd like to remember him for grandstand. I preferred Harry Carpenter, to be fair. No lie, I'm not a fan. I can't sort of say I weren't a fan of... I, I, we, I, I was brought up in a BBC house rather than ITV, so we preferred Match of the Day, but the big match was, was good because we could watch that on a, a Sunday afternoon. Um, so I was more Barry Davis, John Watson. Oh, happy birthday to Barry Davis the other day, 84 years of age. He's still alive. Uh, so he's more Davis than, than Brian Moore. <clears throat> Always watched the BBC with the cup final. Always watch Grandstand. Never really a fan of Dickie Davis. Oh, is Dickie Davis still alive? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Phil Parks told me that Brian Moore was a West Ham fan. Gillingham. I know he was, a, uh, yeah, well, I know he was a, a director at Gillingham. But he said he was a West Ham fan because of Bobby Moore. Was he? Oh, he was? I might not. I heard he was a Tottenham fan. So. Oh, I'd not heard about it. I knew he was, I think he, he always liked West Ham. Yeah, but if anybody's watching, you can catch a big match revisited uh, on on Saturday mornings whenever ITV. If anyone works for ITV, listens, can you sort the scheduling out? Yeah, it ain't hard. Put it on once a week. That's all we need. An hour, a big know. match. I don't even Not... have an aerial, so you don't need an aerial. You watch it on catch up, you idiot. Yeah, I know that now, but that's all. Yeah, I've got. I ain't mean, got the internet. I don't have an aerial. I don't know if this person's uh, posted him for the first time. I've not really seen his name before. Welcome to the club, Scott George Smallman. Oh, I don't know if it's Smallman. Oh, we know Smallman. Is it? Can I just point yeah, out, yeah. Uh, Teesside University alumni, I'd like to say hello to you. Not that I ever went university, but that's where my brother went, even though it was called Middlesbrough Polytechnic back then. Um but still, very fond memories of Middlesbrough and what a wonderful town it is, people. Uh, and I'm being entirely serious there. And until you spent proper time in Middlesbrough, you don't get the wonder at the delights of it. I mean, there's some bad sides, but um, there's some lovely bits to it as well. Normally, the road out. Uh, Scott George Smallman uh, goes on, he says, for me, the big issue... Uh, apart from being a magazine, obviously, is their comments and attitude, mostly Sullivan. He generally believes Gold's a fan and wants the best. Is that true, Sean? We don't care. But he's a silent partner. Sullivan has very little to do in the club's running. and We said we don't care. Uh, Sullivan's slagging off players under contract like Snodgrass. Kids begged me not to sign him. Oh, come on, move on. Yeah, move on. I'm moving on. Charlie Austin, no no knee ligaments. Uh, it may have been true, but not for you to comment on me in that way. Bringing players down in training, telling the manager I've signed this player for you, use him interfering in squad dynamics. Uh, I take issue that he don't like Sullivan. He takes issue to Sullivan acting like he's a fan. Brady's a businesswoman, her job's to make the club self-sustaining. Well, she's not very good at that, really, is she? Um, George, Scott, whatever. Um but football isn't that. She's never pretended to be a fan, so her decisions are bleak, just as brutal, ruthless. He's less engaged, uh, enraged by it. He then goes back on to Sullivan about his arrogance and stupidity and how it's damaged the image, reputation of the club and brought the worst out in the minority of people. He said, I've been a bold supporter and never really considered himself GSB out, but selling Diang uh, broke it for me. 
the arrogance, illusion that he knows what he's doing. I feel for the dream of leaving the bowling. It was falling apart. Oh, we'll fall out, son. Needed urgent care, but it was home. Uh, land, uh, falling apart, three stands all built within 20 years before we left. Uh, don't say it to me, it was falling apart, mate. Uh, London Stadium just feels like a neutral ground, which it does. It'll take longer to feel like home, which it will. Uh, but right now, it's like going to Wembley. It don't matter how much you dress it up, it's not ours. Why did you ask this question, Nigel? We're never going to yeah, get a bed tonight. Well, no, we've got about three yeah. or four left. Uh, we see him, it? Keep going off tangent. Oh, Mr. Bleeding Stilton. Uh, Steve Brooker says he, he, he crumbled Stilton. Oh, there you go. See? Oh, yeah. I won't. Steve Brooker won't pay the PPV. That's for Jess Bauer. I was originally convinced by him that the move was for the best and would compete at a top level. He's fed up with the poor signings, no strategy in the window, and sending players for pittance. See, and this is why I've asked the question because technically, the the club could change and 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 stop. You know. Uh, stop with the poor signings. They can change the strategy and they can stop selling players for pittance. Would that then, would Steve then not be GSB out? Some people just, it's, we're a lost cause. But for many, you know, it's a chink of light. He says he loves the show, especially Len and Shedman Nigel. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you, Steve Booker. Brady out! Brady out. GSB out. Uh, Ziggy Stardust. Hello, Dave. Evening, all. This is my biggest gripe about the board is their lack of knowledge where running a football club is concerned. Mentions the scouting system again, lack of understanding of the fans, and he won't do the PPV. He said uh, out of principle. He said, question for me. He said, you mentioned DJ Rusher played the Bubbles B-side. I do. He <clears> said, what was your favourite version? Mine was always the one in the early 80s with the march of the mods midway through. And, Bell, and Bill Renfrey, God bless Bill Renfrey, would announce, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Bubbles time. Uh, yeah, my favourite version is the 1975 Cup team version, to be fair. With the B side on it, which is uh, uh, West Ham United. Remember when we used to do our podcast and had that as a theme tune? Before some killjoy said, you can't play that. He was right there, wasn't he? Still, anyway, still a killjoy. Len. Yes, If you could draw anyone as a feature-length cartoon, who would it be? I've already done it. God's own striker, Dave Cross. There you go. There you go, Dave. Psycho. Alan Wood, he would ask, sit. Uh, I don't agree with PPV being so expensive, but we reluctantly pay it in order to watch. Uh, he's got a question for finances, Sean, if you want to answer it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, how full does the ground need to be for it to be profitable for us to play a match? Zero. Well, it's profit- we have to pay 100 grand a match, whether there's people in there or not. But the, 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 here's the funny thing. So, it's better moment, be funny because earlier in the show you said this was funny and it wasn't. <laughs> well, we're still paying money, 100 grand a 
equivalent hundred grand a game, whether the people are in there or not. None of the running fees are ours. So the simple answer is any supporters will give us some money because unlike anyone else, there's no cost of paying for the stewards or anything else. Uh, someone else pays for it. So in some ways, the London Stadium and their owners are quids in at the moment. They're saving money because it costs them money to put on West Ham games when there's actual crowds there. There you go. So oh. one one supporter is the answer. There you go. Dave Sperry, short and sweet, GSB out because they're incompetent. Uh, only two more people. Hello, good people. <coughs> it's the Colonel Sanders. Uh, he's GSB out because I just don't think they have the best interests of the club at art. Move was a disaster. All to increase the future sale price of the club world. The only thing that's gone up is the share price. The lack of investment in the team in real terms, a reduction in experience on match day, seat and allocation, catering, Brady, poor transport, poor stewarding. This goes on and on and on and on. He'll be watching the game and donating to his local food bank in Oxford. God bless your Paul Sanders. Well done. Last, but definitely not least, it's Auntie Penn. Oh, Auntie Penn. No, no, Auntie Payne. Uh, won't be God supporting PPV, but we'll donate to the food blank as usual. Uh, as for GSBA, it's quite simple. Uh, don't interfere with the role of the manager and let him manage. Put money up for transfers and stop trying to do things on the cheap. That's just two things. She, she'll leave it to the others because she knows they more. And she don't want to get cramped right in. And thus endeth uh, Facebook question time. Last couple of weeks, people have kindly tweeted me. I'm just double-checking. While you're doing that, I'll just play this. Heavy touch there by Socek, but he's still able to keep it in. Soufal in towards Antonio. Oh, that's brilliant. What a goal from Mikel Antonio. Excellent ball in. And Mikel Antonio with a spectacular goal to make it West Ham 1, Manchester City 0. There's a ball in from There you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, nothing on Twitter. Apart from my tweet of... Uh, did you see the Arsenal fan TV bloke? Bloods, or whatever his name is. Troops. Did you see his... I thought he got sacked or something, his, didn't he? No, he was back. No. Claude. He, he, Claude. He, he had a, he, there's a video of him. They've done the watch-along. And... Um, I don't know if we can pick this up. You know me, this, I, I've got no, I've got no time video? for watch-alongs at all. I don't get in the watch-along. Maybe it's a younger generation thing. I don't get it. Listen. Are we listening to what? Can you hear him? No. No. Oh, right. You, you need to, you know, you need to do it like I. Oh, you need to download an MP3. Don't, don't put you putting this stuff to the phone. It just doesn't work over podcasts. Oh no. Well, anyway, go and, go and have a look at it because I will tell you now. The, 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 well, you come back with Super Six, I see. The man is, I, um, is <laughs> the absolute disgrace. He's calling all these all the Arsenal players every name under the sun. And the reason why it's a disgrace because they sing and chant when the players play well. And last three minutes, Arsenal were losing to Leicester and he's just cursing them off. And if you can't take the good times, 
don't do that with the bad times. So if you if you want to support the team, if you want to support the team when you're doing well, yeah. Please make sure you don't watch a film when we're losing 3 0 after 16 minutes, people. That's all I've got to say. No, all I'll say is, right, the reason these things exist is for controversy. It's content. We've talked about this before. Don't take them too seriously. It's content. It's it's controversy for the sake of content. No, no, no. no, no. Simple as that. People were making money off the back of that. And, and and Arsenal fans should be doing more to embarrass that prick because that's what he is. I feel quite strongly about that. Right. Um, predictions. Liverpool. Liverpool, Liverpool. Two apiece. Desmond. All right. Um, Nigel. Uh, I, I went for 4-0 loss last week and uh, I'm, I'm thinking, has it done so well? I, I will go the same way. Um, I'll just see what's going on with um, Spurs and, and uh, Burnley. So bottom, bottom Burnley. Um, it's bottom Burnley. Spurs after sixty-four minutes. Um, I'll go for a one-nil away win and to upset the uh, Liverpudians in their Tier 3 lockdown. I've been Sean. Nigel has been... Uh, you forgot Super 6, Sean. Or did you not want to mention no, it this I don't, week? No, don't do it this week. Oh. We'll do it next week, like you said last yeah, week. Uh, right. Nigel has been... <laughs> yeah. Nigel has been... Uh, yeah, whatever. Len has been... Um... Keen to get this over with. At two hours and seventy minutes. That's too long. Seconds. Too long. Yeah, you rambled on. Too long talking about GSB, that's for sure. Yeah. And and too that's long talking. Life's too short. <laughs> Come on, right. your hands. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Radio. Radio. Heavy touch there by Socek, but he's still able to keep it in. Soufal in towards Antonio. Oh, that's brilliant. What a goal from Mikel Antonio. Excellent ball in. And Mikel Antonio with a spectacular goal to make it West Ham 1, Manchester City 0. There's a ball in from Sufel. Look at this, the strength to hold off Diaz. He holds him off and then he just... Look at that. That is absolutely first-class, world-class finishing. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.